again. It's another Friday night for Alcoa football. Welcome, Alcoa football family and friends, as we try to get back in the wind column tonight as we visit Pigeon Forge up here in the beautiful Smoky Mountains. I stand alongside with me every week. And Alcoa comes into this game 3-1 and one, and 1-0 one and oh in regional play. They'll look to improve to 4-1 and one overall and 2-0 and oh in region play. And he's not just that, but if you uh, are into percentages and math, after tonight's game, Alcoa will be halfway through the regular season, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, Marty, each and every season it always flies by too fast. Um, and, uh, this season, I'm sure... Uh, everyone, just like us, is trying to savor every moment as we were concerned that we might not have a football season with the right. pandemic. And luckily, so far, we've been able to have one. We hope that that continues. But you're seeing off and on some schools not be able to play or schools having to drop out and other teams having to reschedule and find someone else. Luckily, we have not ran into that problem as of yet. Uh, but, yeah, Marty Alcoa looks to get back in the win column tonight while Pigeon Forge looks to remain in the win column tonight. Pigeon Forge 2-0 and to start the season. Uh, last week had a tough ball game against Sullivan Central. They won 36-28 to in double overtime. And so wow. uh, a little exhausted, I'd say, after that ball game, but had a chance to rest, get things going, and now prep for the big boys as they've got Alcoa in town this week. And as I mentioned in my um, – in my uh, – online video on Facebook Live that Coach Meadows has returned to Pigeon Forge High School, and he has brought winning back. He was here, I think, from 2013 to 2016, if I'm not mistaken, and so far this year, they're undefeated. They run up against an angry uh, team tonight in the Tornadoes who are coming off a 14-9 tough loss last week against Maribel, extremely tough, emotional loss against the Red Rebels, and they're going to look to bounce back this week, get back in the win column, and continue the stride towards the 19th state title. Yeah, Marty, Coach Meadows of the Pigeon Forge Tigers, a lot of experience under his belt, and a lot of uh, familiar experience for Alcoa fans. Coach Meadows once coached the Alcoa Tornadoes. Um, He took them to the playoffs twice, um, Marty, in his career. He actually has taken taken teams in his 20 seasons to the playoffs 15 times. He did that in 2000 and 2001, Jefferson County 2002 and 2003, William Blunt 2005 through seven, Catholic 2009 and 10, and then his first stop at Pigeon Forge, Pigeon Forge High School, Marty, he was an then left after the 2016 season due to health reasons. Um, had planned on retiring. Health corrected and uh, really just couldn't stay away from the game. So came back last season to coach at Carter. Whatever's left of my career. And he came back to have him as. Previous to him, Marty, uh, Adrian Watson was the coach for three seasons at Pigeon Forge. He resigned for the 29th season. Uh, they, they may take Watson, but I'm sure they'll take Coach, Meta, coach Watson, Marty, for 7-23 in his uh, three years. So far, Coach Meadows, 2-0. and You said he took Alcoa to the state championship.
difficult to get a win. Really like him. His wife, Patty, has been a friend of mine since I was five years old. I went to high school with her. I went to church with her from the time I was five until we both got into college and career. Uh, but just a wonderful family. Her siblings, her parents. Uh, I know a lot about her. And and what's the matter? Yeah, just said. Uh, uh, Marty, I remember, I believe, I remember this. Uh, his daughter school with me at Eagle, and when we were in sixth grade is when she lost her older. Was uh, that was for uh, the, the royal family at Eagleton Middle School, but especially as well. But uh, they just just phenomenal people, uh, resilient people, and they've uh, they've done a lot for their community. And I know Pigeon Forge is certainly blessed to have them back here. Uh, it's uh, they are blessed them back here. I think that was Coach Meadows' stepson, uh, um, but I'm not sure if it's his biological. That was Patty's son, and uh, I knew the young man, and that was just a sad time. Yeah. I mean, it was it was awful. It brought them together. Um, anyway, enough uh, enough about you know Coach Meadows. I wish him the best after tonight. Uh, and uh, just a quick shout out to Patty. She used to be Patty Welch before she became Patty Meadows. A shout out to her and. Um, Let's get back in, on, on the winning side tonight, Heath, and let's take a break. We'll have more about this game and more of a breakdown after this commercial. You're listening to the Bob Ramsey pregame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, Call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. 
I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Welcome back. 
Pigeon Forge High School where the tornadoes kick off. Play here tonight in the Twin City Certified Game of the Week in about three to five minutes, depending on when they can get things lined up. But um, had some technical difficulties. I think we got things taken uh, taken care of. And Heath, we'll see if Alcoa can start off a little bit better than us tonight. <laughs> well, we'll see if Alcoa can start off a little bit better than how they finished last Friday night. As, yeah. uh, Alcoa had a really great start last week, Marty, against Maryville, and a very promising after the first half. But unfortunately, just uh, not enough left in the tank is the second half. Maryville able to rattle off two touchdowns. The first two touchdowns scored on the Alcoa defense this season. Um, and Maryville able to come away with a 14-9 victory. Certainly not the outcome we anticipated but uh, looking to get back in the win column tonight. And uh, in doing so, they'll go up against, as we uh, recluded to before we went to the break, against an old coach, a coach that led them to a state championship back in 2000. That was their first state championship since 1989, and when state championships didn't come as often yeah. as tornadoes. Absolutely, Marty. And uh, another thing that will be interesting tonight as well is uh, not as many uh, – quarterbacks in the room for Alcoa tonight as Staffdar McCrary has left the program. He has indeed. He uh, walked into the high school at 8 o'clock on Monday morning and withdrew from Alcoa High School. He, His father and Coach Rankin agreed that would be the best uh, for both parties, and they parted ways, and I think uh, Staffdar is going to land somewhere in Georgia, and he will be quarterbacking uh, someone down there in the near future. Yeah, and I agree, Marty. I agree with him, and I agree with Coach Rankin um, when they make that decision together. I mean, staff are a talented quarterback, but again, you just had too too much talent in the room. Uh, you got uh, Zach Lunsford. You've also got uh, Caden Buckles, who will be eligible soon, and then you've also got Camden Burden, the young man who primarily sticks to defense, but is a very talented quarterback as well when needed, and Rankin's been using him a lot, and I have a feeling he's going to be the primary guy we see tonight. I believe as well he's going to be the primary guy we see tonight. Uh, moving forward, there's a lot of uh, talk about Buckles, the quarterback transfer from Catholic. They say he's got a ton of upside. Uh, I believe Zach Lunsford does as well. And Camden Burden may be the overall most gifted, talented, and athletic of the bunch. And he will get the nod tonight in the start as we will be underway uh, moments from now. And this game, which will be in week four, this will be game five, however, Alcoa will look to move to four and one while they improve their regional mark to two and oh. Yeah, and again, Marty, uh, last season Alcoa didn't allow their region to score at all. 305 to zero, they blanked their region. This season so far, much of the same. They look to continue that streak tonight. Last season, the first time in Coach Rankin's history with the program that he had ever blanked the region throughout the season. So looking to see if he can do that two years in a row, has a great opportunity to do so tonight. That's total dominance. And their first game in region, not only did they blank the Roadrunners on the scoreboard, but they held them to one yard of total offense. Yeah, Maryville probably, I think, Marty, was only the second team to cross the 50 against Alcoa this season. Scott County was able to. Scott County, though, only about 30 yards of offense in that ball game. And we'll see if Pigeon Forge can have a little bit more success tonight. As we mentioned, Pigeon Forge 1-9 last season. This year, 2-0 to start the year, but also with a new coach at the helm and a coach with a lot of experience and one who used to coach for the Alcoa Tornadoes. So we're getting ready to kick things off as Pigeon Forge 
will kick off to Alcoa, and it looks like back to receive Ahmad Sankey, uh, Isaiah Cox back there, and also Ronald Jackson. And we are almost underway now here from Pigeon Forge High School as the kick will be handled by Angel Melendez. And we are underway. It's a high, short kick, bounces at the 25, fielded by that's Cox, who's looking for the wall. He's not going to get there, Heath, and he'll be rounded up and dropped at the 20-yard line. So good special teams that time by the Tigers. Yeah, good special teams, Marty. And now coming out, as we mentioned, at quarterback, Camden Burden, the senior, will be the one getting the start for Alcoa tonight. He'll also, behind him, will have some cleanup work from Zach Lunsford if needed. Lunsford, the start last week for Maryville, only a sophomore, had some ups, had some downs. But now they go to the senior who specializes on defense but is very talented, played quarterback at Sevierville High School before he transferred to Alcoa last year. Coach Rankin, Marty, he wanted to stick to defense, but Coach Rankin told him, hey, when we need you, you're going to play offense. And he's a team player. And, yeah. and what is what you've got to replace him now at the receiver spot. Mm-hmm. And they'll start by giving the ball on a jet sweep to that is Braden Anderson, number 99, and the pursuit is there by the Tigers, and it will be a pickup of maybe a yard for Anderson on first down. It'll set up second down and low. Marty, that's going to be something intriguing to watch, too, is Braden Anderson's not someone typically you see in the jet sweep action. He only had one carry last season, one carry this season so far, so we may start to see him a little bit more in that package along with Isaiah Cox. Indeed, and we'll see, and it'll be Cox and... I believe that is Sankey. Sankey out wide to the right and a one back, and that is the cannon, the freshman in there. Oh, Runs man. through the hole, picks up nice yardage before he's dropped at the 31, and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. A nice look from the freshman. Let's talk about that freshman, Marty. Elijah Cannon uh, kind of reminded us a little bit, as we've mentioned before, of Tristan Blankenship, and almost about the same size as Tristan was as a senior. This kid is huge, and one of the things that you had mentioned previously, and last week, I believe, on our porch on the patio, our preview on the patio, excuse me, at Windy City Grill, was that Coach Rankin said probably the best-looking freshman he's ever had. The best freshman he's ever had that's, is what Coach Rankin has said. That's a lot of a lot of praise for that young man. It is. It's a quick screen oh, and wow. a beautiful screen out to Sankey. He is led, and he's able to get around the corner and out past the 35 to the 39. It'll be a nice pickup on first down of about seven, eight yards. It'll set up second down at about three or four. Little uh, old Odell Beckham action that time by Sankey. He's, he reached out with one hand, able to grab that, pull it back in. Uh, good job by that young man. And, yeah, second and five now for Alcoa. 11-08 here in the first quarter, and it's knotted up a zero, and Alcoa starts the ball game off on offense. And it'll be a shotgun burden in it with two receivers left, two right. Quarterback draw, he'll pull it down. Breaks the initial tackle, bounces outside the 40, 45 midfield, 45-40, and not touched again until he's brought down from behind at the 35 of the Tigers. What a nice adjustment and ad-lib by the Alcoa quarterback, Camden Burden. Yeah, Marty, looked like he was bottled up and somehow able to evade the defender, back up, and then kind of take off to the outside. Good lead blocked by Braden Anderson on the outside, able to get him another 5 to 10 yards there. And a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes. And there's 10.46 left in the first quarter. We are scoreless. Alcoa with the ball and on the move. They picked up 45 yards. The give will once again be to the freshman. 
who continues to break tackles Heath and is down near the 32-yard line. And that play should have gone for a loss, but the determination of strength of the true freshman picks up three. And a very strong young man. And, again, very interested to see this package, Marty, they've come out with. Not only, obviously, with Burden at the quarterback, but instead of seeing Sankey at the running back next to him, they've kind of put Sankey out at a slot position and put Cannon back there. They've definitely got a lot of athletes and talent on the field at once. And now they go to uh, under center eye formation, Sankey dotting the eye, a receiver to each side, and a tight end to the left. And it'll be a pitch to Sankey. He's got room around the left side. He'll take it inside the 30 and down near the 25-yard line. That'll be very close to another uh, Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Now, Martin looks like Alcoa is inching closer towards that red zone as the ball is now, I believe, at the 27-yard line as Burden comes back to the huddle. And a nice start for the Tornadoes tonight. It has been a nice start for the Tornadoes. And I wondered if they would come out sluggish after the loss last week. And as we said, not only was it a, a physically a loss, it was more mental and emotional than anything. Yep. But tonight, it's the Tigers, and it'll be Burden on a quarterback keeper once again as he takes the draw, moves up past the 25 to the 24. That'll move the chains once again, and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville on 411 South Game of the Week. Go by. And tell Riley Trapp, Marty Millsap sent you, and he'll put you in not only a very well-priced pre-owned car, but one that is also certified. 8.50 remains in the first quarter. We're still scoreless, but Alcoa is on the move. Cannon to loan back with Burden and a shotgun in the backfield. Alcoa moving left to right. Burden looks, throws, has a receiver down there. Uh. It's Braden Anderson. And I thought he was going to haul that in, Heath, and as he hits the turf, the ball squirted loose. Yeah, had it in his hands, Marty, and as he came down and hit the turf, the turf assisted the ball out of his hands. So incomplete now in second and ten for Alcoa. And great throw by Burton. That was a beautiful throw. And he, he looks as Zach, you know, uh, Lunchford always, in the, always grabbed our attention last year as is looking so poised. The senior looks extremely poised and confident tonight. As he walks to the line of scrimmage, he has a tight end to the right and receiver to each side and eye formation behind him, and it'll be Cox getting the football as he makes a spin move, makes another one before he's upended at the 15. He'll be about a yard shy of a first down. Nice move by Isaiah Cox. Isaiah Cox, another talented player on this offense, someone who's got offers from the SEC, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, He's got eight carries this season, 125 yards, averaging 15 yards a carry, and another big one there as a third and two now for Alcoa. Clock continues to wind down here in the first quarters. We've got eight minutes left in the first, and we're still on the first offensive drive of the game, and it's not up to zero. Alcoa with the ball. Making the slot now in motion. He will get the fake on the jet sweep, and they'll give it to Cannon, who finds a small crease on the right-hand side off tackle, takes it upfield and just shy of the 10-yard line, and he will pick up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at that point. And, Marty, the running game looking great so far, but one of the things I think we can't praise enough is the running game wouldn't be able to be as successful as they are without those hog mollies up front. This offensive <laughs> line has done a fantastic job. 
kind of wondered how they would fare after losing Mitchell, after losing Alford from last season. Well, Lance Williams, Joe Tuff, and the rest of this offensive crew have done very nicely so far this year. And it'll be Burden. He's going to tuck it immediately. He's going to go around right end. He picks up a block over there amongst the linebackers, and he'll get it inside the five down to near the four, where it will be second down in a long three. Yeah, it's deep inside the common sense pest control red zone as Alcoa inching closer and closer. We've now got seven minutes left. And, Marty, this offensive drive has been very successful, but they're definitely chewing up a lot of clock. They are chewing up clock, and I'm sure that Coach Rankin's loving that. As they break huddle, it will be Summerall in the backfield with Burden working from a shotgun. And in motion comes Cannon, who gets the fake. And it'll be Camden Burden just taking it right up the middle after the fake jet sweep. And he is into the black rectangle for an Alcoa touchdown and an Everton orthodontic touchdown tornado. And, Marty, that touchdown wouldn't have happened without number 77, the junior Max Hodge, 6'5", 240 offensive lineman, leading the way that time for Burden, opening up a hole and allowing Burden to get into the end zone. And... I had some people ask me over the weekend, the kick is up, the kick is doing, and Alcoa now leads 7 to nothing with 641. But I had a lot of people ask me over the weekend, do you think Alcoa tried to run the ball or throw the ball too much last year instead of running it right at Maribel's throats because Alcoa's offensive line could have manhandled the Red Rebels. Yeah, Mar- Mar- That was for Maribel fans saying this. Yeah, I mean, Alcoa very talented up front. Um, I think they tried to keep things mixed up last week. And, they, uh, they They had a really solid first half. The second half, Maryville just seemed to figure some things out, not only defensively, Marty, offensively. You saw, you talked about it. Maryville's offense started trapping a little bit more. Uh, there was a lot more open holes for Parker McGill and his crew in the second half. And uh, you can't say enough, though, about Carson Jones, the quarterback for Maryville, as he had a lot of success on the ground as well in the second half. I still believe the the kid that should have gotten the player of the week was number seven. I believe it was seven or 17 for the Red Rebels. It was Hagen. He was the one that made the stop on fourth down that really turned the momentum and gave Maribel the ball in Alcoa territory. And I think on the next play, uh, Jones took it like 30 yards into the Alcoa red zone. And from there, it was all Maribel. Back to present time, Alcoa leads here seven to nothing with 641 left in the first quarter. And it'll be Foley to kick off. It'll be high, end over end, short kick, fielded at the 32, and falling to the turf after making the catch is number three of the Tigers. And that is Noah Dyer. He's also a quarterback. And tonight, the Tigers wear their home orange uniforms with white numerals over. White football pants with a navy blue and orange stripe along the side, and they wear orange helmets with or white helmets with orange stripes and blue face masks. Already starting at quarterback for the Tigers tonight will be number six, Mason Schultz. I believe he, we uh, called his name last year. I think he played two years ago up here, too, and he is a uh, protege of a friend of mine. And we'll get to that in a moment. But the give's just going to be right up the middle to number 34. That is Aiden Howard. And Aiden Howard pulls some tornadoes with him as he gets out past the 40 to about the 42. That's a pickup of about six on first down to set up second and a long four. 
Well, here's the thing, Marty. You have to imagine some of these other ball clubs are watching the tape of what Maryville was able to do in that second half against Alcoa, especially running the football, and they're trying to mimic that. And it'll be basically a wing T offense for the Tigers as they go under center with Schultz. And number 34, once again, Howard is the back. He uh, will get the fake, and it was going to be an end around to Bryce Effler, and the ball is blown dead before that, and it will cost the Tigers five yards as it looked like they had a procedure call. Marty, we say this all the time when it comes to playing Maryville or playing no. Alcoa. You definitely don't want to shoot yourself in the foot, but it looks like Alcoa, Marty, is the one who did that as a pigeon forge with some positive yardage here. Uh, that was a uh, That's going to be a first down for the Tigers, and it comes at the help of the Tornado defense who moved or encroached and got called for it, and the Tigers pick up their first first down of the evening with 5.57 now and counting here in the first quarter, you're listening to the Twin Cities Certified and Bearable Game of the Week. Alcor leads 7-0. And Alcor's lined up offsides again on the far end over there. And they're going to call it again. Mm. I mean, I can see it from right here. Kids, you don't jump, you cannot line up offsides. And that'll be five more free yards for the Tigers. Is it the same same uh, kids? You know. Yeah. You hate to see that. You definitely imagine the coaches are pretty ticked. They're probably going to get him out of the ballgame for a minute, whoever it was, and get someone in there who can uh, find the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Rank is not happy, and he's uh, telling Coach Nix about it. And I guarantee you, is uh, you know, they say something runs downhill. <laughs> There's a young man that's about to find out. 5.30 remaining in the first quarter, and it is first and five for the Tigers. They will give the ball right up the middle to Eppler once again, or actually that's Howard. He'll go inside the 45, down to the 43, and decent yardage on first down as that's bottom on the tackle, and that'll be another first down for the Tigers as they continue to move the football against this Alcoa defense. Well, Marty, one of the things that's made Coach Meadows successful is that wing T offense, it's hard to stop. There's a lot of misdirection, keeps teams off balance, and I can only imagine why Pigeon Forge has success. I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'll get to that in a minute, but it's going to be the quarterback, Schultz, under center, one back, and that is Howard, and he's got two wings and two tight ends. And it will be uh, give to number seven just out of his position. That's Bryce Epler, and that will go for practically no yardage as he's brought down. And getting back to the uh, offense that, that I do not like the wing tee, and you have to run it sometimes if you know you're at a lack of talent and you're going to be outmanned against most of the teams in your region. What I hate about it is you can put together a 20-play drive, be dominating the clock, and then have a bad first and or second down, and you're stuck with a long-distance situation, uh-huh. and you're not, not equipped to pick up big chunks of yards in it, and it's a, it can be a, a, a drive killer. Yeah. And it is, once again, number six, Schultz under center. He just gives the ball to number 34. That is Howard once again. Right up the middle, and this time there's nothing doing to that young man as he's dropped right at the line of scrimmage. And maybe he'll pick up a yard. The last play on first down went for a loss. This play will pick up a yard. It'll be third down now and 10 with four minutes left to go in the first. Alcoa leads 7 nothing. Yeah, Marty, one of the things, too, though, with the swing tee offense is while the misdirection can cause some difficulties for the other team, one of the things I've also noticed is Typically, Alcoa outnumbers their opponent in 3A. So while it's great for now, eventually those players are going to wear down, and Alcoa is just going to keep rotating fresh bodies. 
they're going to start being able to hit those holes and get into those gaps and skipping stops before they can get started. Quickly out of the huddle into the line and in a different formation now, not a wing tee, and there's a flag. And we'll see what it's called. It's going to be a delay of game against the Tigers. And they went a different set. They still sent the quarterback under center, but they broke the wing tee, sent two receivers wide, and had an eye formation. So that is a set that we haven't seen yet. They were going to try to fool Alcoa, but the haste made for waste, as it will be a procedure call against the Tigers, and that now will make it third down and 15. And that is where the wing tee kills you. Mm -hmm. And they'll once again line up in the – they have two backs in the backfield, two receivers to the left, and Schultz under center. He'll turn. He'll give the ball to number seven. That's Effler. And he'll go around right in for maybe a couple of yards, and that'll set up a fourth down. And we're going to say 14 as he picks up one on the previous down with 310 left to go in the first quarter. Alcor leading 7 to nothing on the Twin City Certified and Maryville game of the week. Back deep now will go Cox as he awaits the punt from the Tigers. The snap is a good one, and oh. it looks like he got a piece of it. That was Greg Carroll outstretched, and he did get a piece of the football and the punter, who was number 52, Zach Bright. And Alcoa will get great field position after the partially blocked punt. And Alcoa will set up offensively at their own 33-yard line. It looks like Coach Rankin's talking to Greg Carroll about trying to see kind of what happened there. Greg Carroll got super close to completely blocking that one. A really good job of him getting into the backfield. And now gives the offense some great field position and another chance to extend their lead as they lead 7-0. to with 2.52 remaining here in the first quarter. It is Camden Burden at quarterback, and to his left, Elijah Cannon at running back. And he's back. He's going to throw him first, and he's going to go for the downs. It's well underthrown and almost picked off and now caught wow. by Ronald Jackson as it goes off of a Tiger, off the head of a Tiger, and into the arms of Jackson, who makes the catch at the 38-yard line. What a catch, Marty. That was nice. It was very nice. It should have been picked off. The ball was well underthrown, but a nice job of adjusting by Jackson. I believe this will be defensive pass interference as well. Yeah, I mean, Bird and Marty just telegraphed where he was going, and, and, and instead of looking the safety off and throwing it, I think he had a chance to break on the ball. And uh, I would give credit there first off to Jackson being able to break it up and get it away from the defender, and then he was able to still – keep his composure and his wits about him to turn and make the catch. So really good job by the senior wide receiver, Ronald Action Jackson. As we mentioned, Marty, that young man has been playing varsity snaps for a long time, and it shows. He has indeed. Landon Ford is the other receiver into the game now, along with Cannon and Slot. The pitch goes to Sankey around left end, and he'll move forward and be dropped at about the 31-yard line. So a pickup of about five on the play. For instance, thank you. And there's another player that's down now in the Alcor backfield, and that is Jackson. Ronald Jackson, and he looks like he's a, a bit gimpy. Uh, the Tiger medical personnel first on the scene, and then quickly there is Peggy Bratt. I think it's a cramp. Yeah, and you, you don't normally see cramps. Mm, okay, maybe it's not. I thought it was, but I think he, he might have got it. Especially, Marty, he looks wild, wild Yeah, like. he looks like 
he don't know where he's at right now, and, and they're really having to hold him steady. Uh, don't know what happens. I know he was probably doing a crackback block over there on that side. Yeah. And, you know, those can be fun if the guy don't see you coming. But when you're smaller than most linebackers and they see you, you better, you know, snap up your seatbelt and your chin strap because you're going to get a little what for. Yeah, and, yeah, he, he got uh, – he don't know what day it is right now. And he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But he's going to have to go over and get some smelling salts. That's the last we'll see of Mr. Jackson this evening. He's a uh, – he, I still don't think he knows completely. He yeah, got he's, he's he's definitely out of it. You can tell, but um, hope, hope the best for that young man. Is now uh, yeah, Landon Ford on the outside at the wide receiver position for Alco on the left. Looks like Cox and Sankey to the right. And Cannon in the backfield averted. And they will bring Cox in motion. He'll get the jet sweep. He makes one move, a stiff arm, turns it upfield inside the 25 to about the 24 yard line. And that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes with 2.04 left in the first quarter. It is Alcoa 7 and Pigeon Forge nothing. I'd like to do a shout-out and a thank you to uh, my friend Steve Branton, who works in the central office up here in Sevier County, uh, for getting me in contact with the school and the athletic director and helping us uh, get set up here for this game tonight. 204 left, Burden in a shotgun. He's got two receivers right. Now Sankey will come in motion. They'll fake the sweep to him and give it to Cannon, who's got a big hole. And now he just looks for people to run over as he moves inside the common sense pest control red zone down to about the 16. And that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, I'm already just thinking about it. Someone who's not dressed tonight. But I do not see on the sidelines. Actually, I do see him on the sidelines, but I don't see him in the game yet. Is uh, Jordan Harris? He's not in the game. And number four. Well, that's there's a new number four. I don't know who that is. But uh, yeah, you're right. We'll check into that. And it will be a fake pitch, and it just countered by the quarterback to the left, and he's out of bounds as he gets inside the ten down to the eight as they move deeper into the common-sense pest control red zone as the Tornadoes look for another touchdown to add to their lead with a minute 26 left to go in the first quarter. Seven-nothing, Alcoa. Um, Zach's coming in, Burden Toblin. Yeah, it looks like he may have a cramp. He's going down, too. He's not going to make it off the field. That looks like a cramp because those things are painful and you really cannot do anything about them except try to stretch them out. Well, and Marty, one of the risks you run with getting your kind of your star, one of your star linebackers, um, linebacker slash safety on the offensive side of the football is the potential for risk of injury. So hopefully it's just a cramp, but you definitely don't want it to be any more than that. As you also need this young man on defense. But one of the things we talked about in the pregame show, Marty, is kind of that a uh, uh, lot of quarterback talent. Um, on this football team. So if he's not able to go for a while, we will see Zach Lunsford. And it looks like Lunsford will be the first one to go right now as he will take his place. And he, he was going to play tonight, uh, getting called on a little early. And let's see if they stick with the game plan or they switch it up a little bit with a quarterback that brings a little different dimension to the ball game. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Alcor will have it 
It'll be second down and one at the eight-yard line, just inside the eight of the Tigers with 126 left to go in the first. It is 7-0 Alcoa as the clock once again begins after the injury. And it's Lunsford in a shotgun. He has Sankey in the backfield with him with two receivers to the right and one to the left. It'll be a give to Sankey off tackle right, and Sankey will pick up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down as he gets down inside the five to about the four. Marty, it looks like they might be going to that stack eye now as uh, Ray Carroll to Heron Sutter and Luke Summer all come into the game. So might be doing that jumbo package um, for Lunsford as Lunsford comes over to the sidelines to pick up the call. Now who's going to be the quarterback? Normally in this situation it's been Cam- Camden Burden, and he is still on the bench over here. So we'll see. Oh, no, they're going to send Lunsford back in. He was just coming over to pick up the play. 52 seconds remain in the first quarter. First and goal for the Tornadoes. At the Tiger 5, it is the jumbo package, the stack eye, and Sankey dots the eye. Lunsford loses the ball momentarily, is able to fall back on it, and that's another problem you have whenever you trade or change out quarterbacks yeah. is the, the center quarterback exchange gets a little messed up. Yeah, you're not practicing as much together and lose a little bit of that rhythm and also the cadence differences between the two quarterbacks. So. Luckily, Lunsford able to recognize it quick, get back on the football. They'll give him the play. He'll go back out. But, Marty, clock is winding down, and I imagine they'll just let this thing go as of the, there's more on the uh, game clock than there is on the scoreboard. We'll see. Eight, seven, I formation, sack out, two tight ends. Lunsford under mm. center. He'll get the snap. He's going to fake. He's going to throw it as he rolls to his right. He's got Summerall, and that was pass interference as the guy slapped the hand. Uh, of Summerall, if he went to make the grab, that'll give Alcoa a first down and half the distance as we'll pick up action later on as we'll start the second quarter. Or maybe would that create an untimed down, Heath? I would think it'd be an untimed down, Marty, but we'll see what they see what they do here as uh, Lunsford over there next to Rankin, waiting to see what they're going to call and, and get the next play. Untimed down. Yeah, they're going to run an untimed down here, Marty. Yeah, there will be an untimed down, and it will be first down and goal, as that will be another Dwight Price Realty Executive's first down for the Tornadoes. As you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Miracle Game of the Week, Alcoa has the ball first and goal at the three-yard line. It'll be the jumbo package, stack eye, Sankey dotting the eye, Lunsford under center with two tight ends. And Lunsford will turn. He'll give the ball to Sankey, who just tiptoes into the black rectangle. And another six points in that Everding orthodontic touchdown tornadoes as we come to the end of play in the first quarter, pending now the PAT. Lunsford will stay on the field to hold, and it will be Jet Foley now to attempt the extra point. Snap, the set, the kick is up. The kick is doing... And at the end of one, it is Alcoa 14, Pigeon Forge 0. Let's take a 60-second timeout, and we'll be back with more action from Pigeon Forge High School on the Twin Cities Certified Game of the Week right after this. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction 
and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. as we begin play in the second quarter. 14 to nothing, Alcoa, as they're set to kick after the touchdown at the end of the first quarter. It's Jet Foley teeing it up. And the Tigers are set to receive. Back deep, they have number three. That is the backup quarterback, Noah Dyer. And it looks like number two, that is Hussein Al-Sutani. I bet odds I did not pronounce that correctly. <laughs> Hussein, I did. I've seen that before. As it will be Altani with the reception of the kick. He breaks the tackle, moves it out past the 20, out to the 21, and that's where the Tigers will have it first and 10 to start play here in the second quarter. In the first quarter, Marty, it was all Alcoa. As Alcoa chewed up a great deal of that clock, I'd imagine, Marty, if you and I had to guess, for at least, what, eight of the 12 minutes, Alcoa had the football? Oh, and then, yeah, and then some. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott Dunkel, our statistician, is inside the comfy confines, or the friendly, uh, friendly, <laughs> friendly confines of the press box where we're out in a, um, looks like a cage <laughs> <laughs> out here behind the bleachers on the visiting side. There's a... Not much room in the uh, visiting press box. And uh, under center, goes Schultz. He'll turn. Oh, my goodness. Hey, welcome to this game over there. That is Ballman on the tackle, and he really cleans up the running back that time quickly, and that will go for about a three-yard loss. Yeah, nice hit that time, Marty, by the defensive lineman at 5'11", 190-pound senior, Braxton Ballman getting to the backfield, reading that play before it had any chance to get started. And that's now going to bring up second and I believe about 14 now for the Tigers as they are in a world of hurts now, Marty. As we mentioned, using that wing T offense, it's hard to really get anything going, especially in deep territory. Well, they sent two receivers to the left. They'll turn to give the ball right up the middle up number three, Dyer. If he falls straight ahead, he may pick up a yard, and that puts you in third and behind the chains at third and 12, and not a situation you want to be in if you run the wing T offense. Yeah, that secondary formation we're seeing, Marty, looks almost kind of like a split-back formation, but kind of offset in the backfield to the left just a, just a tad, and then you've got two receivers out to the left of the quarterback, so I guess that's kind of what they turn to when they need more of an opportunity to stretch the field and allow their quarterback a chance to uh, get some positive yardage. And uh, here they go again, kind of with that same formation. 
Well, they will. It's more of a pro set this time. And Schultz under center. He'll turn. He'll give the ball. Actually, he's going to keep it now. Turns it up, fills himself out past the 20 to about the 23-yard line. And not a lot you can do. Once again, in the wing tee, if you don't pick up positive yards on first and second down, you're in trouble. Yeah. And they'll be forced to punt once again in the form of number 52. That is Zach Bright. Marty, it looks like back to receive this time in place of Camden Burden will be number 26, the junior wide receiver Isaiah Bryant, alongside Isaiah Cox. And we'll see if they're able to get the punt off this time. There's no rush by the Tornadoes. The kick's away. It's ugly. It is. Mm. You got you to gotta catch that. He doesn't, and he said cost him 20 yards. Isaiah Cox had a chance to make a play on the ball. It, it, he could have fair caught it, but he had some Tigers breathing down his neck already, so he backs off, lets it bounce, and it costs about 20 yards of real estate uh, on the roll. Yeah, Marty, still got to get in front of that. Cox is too talented of an athlete to let a ball like that scare him. I mean, he still had some distance to be able to make a move. Yeah, it was falling quick, but Isaiah could have done something. Instead, you lose about 10 to 15 yards. But now starting on offense this time, uh, still in at quarterback, even though they've taped up Burden's leg, is uh, Zach Lunsford. And I expect him to probably stay in the game as well. Shotgun formation, three receivers to the left, a quick screen out to Cox who just can't haul it in. And the ball was thrown out in front of him, yeah, kind of where you want it to be to lead your receiver downfield. Cox doesn't bring it in, so it'll set up a second and 10 with 9.32 now left to go in the first half. Alcor leads 14 to nothing on the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. Yeah, Marty, we talked earlier about Ronald Jackson not coming back into this ball game. Peggy Bright over there talking to him. You can tell he's upset, but he's got his shoulder pads off, and she's letting him know, hey, you know, keep being here, keep being supportive of your teammates. They still need you. Yeah, but they're not getting back in. <laughs> and the play has oh, no. blown up. Not really sure what happened. I was looking at Jackson over on the sideline. There's going to be no gain. And that'll be a handoff to Eddie Salter that time. Didn't go much of anywhere. So, yeah, um, third and long for Mar- for uh, Alcoa now. Incompletion on first down. Eddie nowhere on second down. So we'll see if Lunsford, the sophomore quarterback, into the game now can dial up something offensively as he's got twin backs in the backfield. Play action pass. Nice throw. A very nice throw to a wide open Sudras over the middle of the field and into Tiger territory, and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty executive first down. And Heath, we talked about this before the game. They didn't throw that pattern one time all last week. That's the first time they've thrown the ball with Zach across the middle in a while. Yeah, I mean, just straight up the scene that time was to Heron Sutter, wide open. Zach looks off the defender, turns, fires a bullet into the middle of the field, right in front of the hands of Sutter. Sutter's positive yardage and a Dwight Price Realty Executive's first down. And it's back. Back Lunchford once again looks to throw and just behind Cannon as it'll go incomplete on first down. And that's also where Zach is going to learn that sometimes you need to take a little bit of hair off the football. He throws it with a lot of gusto, and, and he's going to learn touch as, as he gets older. Still just a sophomore. And with 8:23, Alcorn on the move again. They lead 14 to nothing, 
and second down and 10. Look for some sort of draw play here on this down. He's got backs. He's got number, is that 26? I believe Eddie Salter right now in the backfield with yeah, Marty, I think. They, got, they moved in motion three receivers. Oh, and no. the Salters. The handoff was high. And the Tigers are going to come up with a loose pigskin. That's number 25 for Pigeon Forge. It covers it, and that is Caleb Wolf. Marty, I think that, I mean, uh, we missed a little bit earlier, but I actually think that's the second time Salters mishandled the football. He, he fumbled it a little bit earlier on this drive, was able to fall right back on top of it. But there, again, uh, another um, bad carry that he just wasn't able to hold on to the football, and that's another thing you run into, right, with switching out quarterbacks, that handoff transaction, a little bit more difficult when you go between different quarterbacks. And back to the wing tee for the Tigers. And they'll turn just a regular cross buck to number seven. That is Effler. And he'll fall forward for a couple. Maybe it'll be second down and long. But Heath also, you made a mention earlier that you didn't, you didn't see Harris down on the field. And Eddie Salter wouldn't normally play until later on in the contest. Yeah. So. Surprising he's not playing tonight. Or at least not yet. Right. And Salter, you know, normally not in that position, mm-hmm. has uh, coughed it up twice. 7.45, 14 nothing. Alcoa, wing T with a receiver to the left for the Tigers. Back to throw and complete to his receiver out there. And I think he may be just a bit shy is Bryson King, the receiver that makes the catch from Mason Schultz. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be about a yard short for Pigeon Forge, but uh, uh, certainly a situation you want to be in if you're them third and one, much better than third and 14, as we saw earlier um, on their last drive. So Schultz comes back out to the huddle and gives the play to his team. And uh, this is where the wing T offense can be successful because the misdirection can cause a delay in the defense. Indeed. And it's a shotgun, or not a shotgun, but under center is Schultz. He'll turn, give the fullback, and I think Alcor may have lined up off sides again. Let's see. Yep. Man. The third time tonight they've lined up offside. Why do you think they're having so much trouble with that tonight? I don't, I don't I, typically see that with Alcoa. I don't know if it's the alignment. Yeah. From uh, It's the same kid. No, it's not the same kid either that time. But regardless, that's a free first down, and Alcoa usually doesn't give those away. It's 6.46 left to go in the half. Alcoa leads 14 to nothing over the Tigers. And it's Schultz under center. He'll turn. He'll give to Ooh. the second back. And that is number seven. That's Effler. And he'll be dropped for about a two-yard loss. He'll set up second down and 12 with 6.20 left to go. Marty, when we talk about some of these younger players that get opportunities here and there to start making a name for themselves, Aaron Davis is one of those young men, a sophomore linebacker for Alcoa, 5'10", 190, shot out of a cannon, got in the backfield first, able to hold the player up and allow time for Summerall to come help make the tackle. And bang, he did. 6.04 left and back to throw on second down and not completing it or being anywhere close. It was Schultz attempting to throw to all Sultani. And it'll be incomplete, and Heath, it's third down and 12, and 
I'd say the punter's probably over there getting his headgear. <laughs> Six minutes exactly left to go in the first half. Alcoa up 14 to nothing, and I'm sure they'd love to get one, possibly even two more scores on the board before the half is over. Wing T with one receiver out flanked to the left. And a crossbuck once again, and you can't run a crossbuck that everybody knows is coming on third and 12. You can, but you'll punt. And I think that's just what Pigeon Forge is going to be happy with doing. <clears throat> they're going to keep the offense out there. They're not going to go for it. I wouldn't think 540. They're just going to try to milk the clock. They're going to try to go into halftime with the lead as little as possible. We've seen other teams do this. Calcoa too, though, Marty. Yeah, and it usually backfires. <laughs> but they're going to let the play clock run down. There's 15 more seconds they can run off the clock before they have to take a timeout, and they'll do it. It'll put it at about uh, 5 minutes and 14 seconds to go before it'll be 5.14 left in the half as the Pigeon Forge Tigers take a timeout. Let's take a 60-second timeout with them. We'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after this. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there's no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. We are back at Pigeon Forge High School. It's fourth down and 12 for the Tigers with 5-14 left to go in the first half. Alcoy leads 14 to nothing. And they'll have one man back deep, and that's Isaiah Cox, who should be able to run this, and he runs out of the way of it, Heath. And it'll take a Tiger roll as it goes down inside the 20, down to the 16-yard line. So Alcoa will look forward to 84 yards of artificial turf in front of them to be able to pick up another score. And it looks like Coach Nix had a little something to say to Isaiah Cox as he walked off the field. Marty, I wish someone would because that kid is too talented to continue to let that ball roll past him on a punt return. Yeah, I mean, you've got to come up and make that catch. Even if you fair catch it, you will save yourself so much, so much yardage. 5.06 left, 14 to nothing. Alcoa, Lunsford in at quarterback and a shotgun with one back to his right. Now in motion goes Sankey out of the backfield. It's going to be a screen to Sankey who makes the catch, breaks the tackle, and gets hogtied and dropped as he gets out to about the 22-yard line. So a nice pickup on first down with 4.50 left to go. 14 to nothing, Alcoa. We're late in 
the second quarter now, and Alcoa with the football in their, on their side of the field. The ball placed at the 20. So a pickup of about four on first down. Alcoa to the line. They'll send three receivers right, one left. One back will be Cannon, which will be on the left hip of the quarterback, Lunsford. Lunsford quickly throws out to Isaiah Cox. He breaks the tackle, breaks the third and the second, or second and the third, and is finally chased out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. That'll stop the clock with 4.15, and that'll move the chains for another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. 14 to nothing, Alcoa. They have the ball at their own 27-yard line, first and 10, as Lunsford leads the Tornadoes out of the offensive huddle. He'll this time send a tight end to the left, two receivers to the left, one to the right, one back with him in the backfield, and thank you. Thank you will get the ball. Thank you will go right up the middle, out past the 30, out to about the 32, maybe the 33. A nice mm. pickup on first down. Might be, a, might be a face mask, Marty. Yeah, there was a little rough stuff going on down at the bottom. I couldn't tell what it was, but this should go against the Tigers. Clock stops with 4.07 left to go in the second quarter. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. It was a face mask against the Tigers, and it will be... The inadvertent face mask as the ball will be moved out to the 42, and that'll be another, actually to the 37, that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Clock starts back now at the whistle. Got a tight end to the right, and two receiver, or one receiver each side in the face, and the throw is once again to Sudden over the middle. He goes up, brings it down. And that'll be another first down as he gets right to the midfield stripe. And if he's able to keep his feet, he's got a long way to run there, Heath. Yeah, and just a little high that time by Lunsford. Um, Tahirin stretched out and then just wasn't able to keep his feet out from under him and then fell. But, uh, yeah, another great throw across the middle. As we mentioned, that that, uh, that little seam route having some success so far tonight. Well, that was wide open. Mm-hmm. And I, I had an old buddy of mine that used to call plays at Harry's many moons ago, and he told me the fullback and tight end are open every play. <laughs> 3.53, clock stopped. And are they going to call a was a penalty? What was the call? Illegal touching. So, evidently, the receiver did not back off the line of scrimmage on that side of the ball, which made Sudreth an ineligible receiver. So, instead of a first down at midfield, now they've got a second down and 15 at the 32. So, you got to make sure your receiver is off the ball if there's a tight end lined up on that side of the field. Shotgun, two receivers left, one right. Al Cool moves right to left. Lunsford back looks. He's got a receiver open. Nice. Go, go, go. Anderson makes the catch. Makes one move. He's gone. 20, 15, 10, 5. Pay dirt as he hands the ball to the official in the black rectangle. And that's an Everding orthodontic touchdown tornadoes. And Zach Lunsford's fifth touchdown of the season. Good job that time seeing Braden Anderson starting to get a step on that defensive back. 
putting it up and allowing Anderson to fall right under it, take off, and then an even better play by Anderson. Marty had a couple defenders in front of him, a little juke to the left, juke to the right, off to the races, into the end zone as Alcoa extends their lead. It's now 20-0 to zero with 3.26 remaining here in the second quarter. And now back to kick the extra point, Jet Foley. The snap, the set, the kick, doing. 21 nothing Alcoa with 3.26 left to go. And Heath, Alcoa, I believe, still has, they do, they have all the timeouts left. So if they wish, they can take their timeout while the Tigers have the football, and they'll have another chance to get the ball into the end zone here again before halftime. Well, and Marty, I'm sure as you would agree, Alcoa wouldn't mind to extend their lead even more so and continue to get closer and closer to that 35-point difference mark, which ultimately would result in Mercy rule. Mercy rule. Mercy rule. <laughs> Sorry, I had my. I knew it was your favorite thing to say, so I was trying to lead you right into it. <laughs> I didn't have my microphone closed, so I was trying to clean my glasses off there. But um, uh, nice catch and run that time by number 99, Braden Anderson, and then runs it just to the the corner of the end zone and hands it to the official over there. It was a, a little bit of showboating, but not enough to draw a flag. But regardless, uh, a nice read that time by the Alcoa quarterback, Lunsford, as he's able to hit his receiver there for a 78-yard touchdown. And Marty Braden Anderson already starting to eclipse some of the numbers he had last season. Last season, Anderson, 13 receptions, 204 yards, averaging 15 yards a catch and two touchdowns. He's got now 13 receptions for the season already. He's already eclipsed the 204-yard mark. I'm sure that average just went up even more in his right. third touchdown of the season. So, Braden Anderson having a really nice senior season, already eclipsing the numbers from last year. I, I find it hard to believe he just had that few of yardage last year because it seemed like he did start off strong, and then he kind of just disappeared as Alcor went to a more run-oriented offense. And it is going to be a long kick. This one's fielded by Alsatani at the – he breaks a tackle and then finally upended as he returns the ball out to the 25-yard line for the Tigers where they'll have it first and 10. Nice kick that time by Jeff Foley and good coverage by the Tornado. 321 remaining here in the second quarter, 21-0. Alcoa leads. Pigeon Forge with the football as they run most of the night, a wing T offense has been able to chew a little bit of clock. Alcoa has chewed most of it because they've ran the football quite a bit tonight. But uh, Pigeon Ford's trying to get something going. And, Marty, uh, we talk about long yardage situations being difficult for the wing T. Well, so is a huge deficit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your friend, long yardage or big deficit. And they'll turn. They'll just give the ball to number 34 once again. He had some success early. And since that time, Coach Nick's defense has really shut down Aiden Howard on the evening. It'll be second down, and it looks to be about 10 again. Did he get back to the line of scrimmage, we'll say? And Alcoa is going to take a timeout. That'll be their first of the evening. Let's take a 60-second timeout with them. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after we tell you the score is Alcoa 21, Pigeon Forge 0. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. 
Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We are back with Iggy and the Stooges with 3.17 left to go in this first half. Alcorn leads 21-0 over Pigeon Forge. They try to draw Alcoy offside. It'll be Schultz just giving the ball right up the middle and nothing doing once again as Alcoy will take a timeout as Howard picks up uh, maybe – a yard. I'm going to say it'll be no gain. It'll be third and ten as both runs have garnered no offense for the Tigers. Alcoa takes their second timeout of the half, which leaves them with one more. And he's, unless the Tigers can convert right here, Alcoa's going to get the ball back with plenty of time to take the ball downfield. They are. And Marty, uh, as quick as Alcoa can strike when they need to, that's plenty of time for them to do so. Now they Shoot up quite a bit of clock early on in this uh, first half. But here near the end, they scored very quickly a minute ago with a big 68-yard strike to Braden Anderson to get into the end zone and extend their lead to 21. So um, they'll come out of this timeout, more than likely stop Pigeon Forge here and get the ball back. And But, Marty, one of the things, too, is, you know, while there's, you know, three, probably will be about three minutes or so left on the clock, this is another reason why here it's important that if they punt the football to Alcoa, they cannot let the football continue to roll deeper into territory. So Isaiah Cox is either going to have to get in front of it or they're going to have to find somebody who won't let it get there back. You go. I don't care how much talent you've got back there. If you can't catch the football, there's no reason you'd be back there. No, 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 not at all. So, I mean, you, you've seen Jamal, uh, I believe it's Jamal Williams, if I remember that correctly, number 26. Oh, I'm so sorry. Isaiah Bryan, I'm thinking of somebody else. But Isaiah Bryan also back there at times with Cox. Maybe let him do it. Did Alcoa dress everybody tonight as the third down play will be a give to, I believe that is Effler. He'll go uh, off tackle out to about the 30. It'll be well short, about five yards short of a first down with 3.05. Alcoa is going to take a timeout, and they'll have plenty of time after the punt to move the ball to try to get another score here before half. And Alcoa doesn't look like they have the full ensemble of players tonight. It looks like a, a very small Alcoa uh, squad this evening as far as numbers go. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like the full roster is here. I mean, we go through the roster 1 through 99, and there's probably only a couple numbers here and there that are missing that aren't um, on this list of the roster. So they're, they're definitely at least half to a third of the team only showed up tonight. So maybe they just decided they didn't need everyone to make the trip. Um, they had their starters, plus maybe some backups to come in and get some action and play in time tonight and told everyone else they could take the night off. Uh, you also have to wonder, maybe there's some players that are, you know, under quarantine. Under quarantine or maybe even, too, just with in regards to social distancing and 
keeping everyone safe, safe if they really aren't able to bring as many people to the game here at times or maybe just not necessary so they decide to maybe take one less but um, because of the situation we're in right now. And Heath, you called it. There was a new returner back. Isaiah Bryant yep. was back deep that time for the Tornadoes. He couldn't get to the ball. He didn't make an effort to get over there. The ball was kicked away from him. But uh, regardless, Alcoa does have decent field position as they have it at their own 36 with 2.58 left to go in the first half. Alcoa leads 21 to nothing on the Twin City Certified and Marable Game of the Week. And Lunsford uh, will pick up five free yards. Uh, there was a defensive end on the other side of the football that wanted a few free steps, and it'll cost them five. And that was Hussein in the membrane, al Satani. <laughs> Certainly moving Alcoa in the right direction, as we mentioned. Clock at 2.58 in the second quarter, 21-0 Alcoa leads. And Alcoa here on offense with Zach Lunsford at quarterback as Camden Burden went out a little bit earlier with what we believe to be an ankle injury. We're not sure if we'll see him back in this ballgame or not. But here we go in the shotgun formation with Lunsford and Sankey in the backfield. And a high snap. Lunsford pulls it in and has a receiver open. That is number three that's forward at midfield, and that'll be a first down. That'll stop the clock at 2.52 and buy Alcoa some time as Lunsford did a good job of hauling in the staff and finding his receiver open over the middle. And shotgun, cannon in the backfield, and it's Lunsford once again. Got a receiver, Sankey, in the left flat. What a step by Sankey as he makes oh. the first one miss. And then finally he's brought down by a tackle around the shoestrings at the Tiger 27-yard line. Mario played before that. It looked like Sankey had wanted the football, so he said a little something to his quarterback, and the quarterback this time just said, here you go. (laughs) Let's see what you can do. And uh, Sankey with a really nice play there, getting a big-time chunky yardage. Ball now on the 27 for Alcoa with 222 and counting here in the second quarter. Lunsford takes the snap. It's shotgun. They send a linebacker. Lunsford able to get rid of it late, and it's still complete to Ford down about the 15-yard line. He takes a big hit but holds on, and a great play by that young man as he just outstretches and pulls that ball in at the Tiger 16. And once again, it is the Tornadoes inside of the Common Sense Pest Control Red Zone. And another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Well, and compared to some of these other receivers out here, Marty Ford, not, not the tallest, no. but still able to go up and get that one in a place where only he could grab it. So a good throw, too, by Lunsford. And it'll be a shotgun, screen pass to Sankey. Led perfectly, picks up a perfect block. And Sankey runs over somebody at the 10. Another Tiger at the 7 and works his way inside the 5 down to the 4 and picks up another Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down for the Tornadoes with a minute 42 left. And that was a lot of work that time by Mr. Sankey. And... Does Lunsford not look like he's starting to come into his own now? He's starting to play a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more comfortable in the offense. And uh, and it's showing as the Alcor Tornadoes have really started moving the ball late. And you know what else they've started doing? Throwing the ball over the middle. You have to imagine, too, Marty, this kid's probably pretty hungry, especially after last week and not going yep. the way he wanted it to. His first start 
as a quarterback on the varsity team for Alcoa. He's rotated in and out. But last week, first start ever as a quarterback for Alcoa is against one of the premier teams in Tennessee. Um, didn't end the way he wanted to, but you had to imagine he wanted to be able to do some things tonight to make up for it. Stack eye. Thank you, dotting the eyes. Thank you, gets the ball. Thank you, gets as he goes into the black rectangle. And that is another Everding Orthodontic touchdown tornado. And Ahmad Sankey's sixth touchdown of the season as he just continues to rack them up. And Alcoa continues to extend their lead as it's now 27-0. to zero And Foley back to kick the extra point to make it 28 as they are getting lined up right now. Looks like to hold will also be the quarterback, Zach Lunsford. It will, and Foley set the kick. The snap, the set, oh. block, and that guy. Read it perfectly. That, he did read the, the snap perfectly. In college, that's illegal. Uh, but regardless, I believe that was, was that number two? Number 57 on the block. 57, uh, Mustafi. Al Garawi. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. <laughs> say that five times fast. Yeah, good luck. But regardless, it is no good, and the score is twenty-seven to nothing. But he came from like five yards away off the line of scrimmage yeah. and timed his run, and he he beat the ball basically to the holder and blocked the extra point. And now it's twenty-seven nothing Alcoa. But we called it. At about the 342 mark, Keith, Alcoa, or about the five-minute mark, Alcoa does add two touchdowns in the last five minutes of this half, and they may still have a chance for another if the Tigers decide to go to the air, which would really surprise me. But, yeah, that's Mustafi Algarari. Algarari, whatever. Algarari or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, you know. We might have to give that young man a new name. Yeah, we, let's hope that's the last time we call it. As Foley <laughs> now lines up the kick, it's going to be a high end-over-end angled kick to the left sideline and fair caught over there by number three. That's Noah Dyer. And that will put the Tigers in a decent field position at their own. Actually, no, it's at their 24, so they've got a lot of real estate in front of them to navigate to get to the black rectangle themselves. So far, they've not got close tonight. Their first drive was their best, and Alcoa just seemed to kind of pick up on it after that. As you said, the the wing tee is not something that you prepare prepare for a lot, and it's kind of hard to catch on to it until you actually see it live. And there's a snap, just a give up the middle, and it'll go for nothing. I believe that's number seven, Effler again. No, that's 34. That is Aiden Howard, and he'll go nowhere, and it'll be second down and 10, a minute 25 left to go now in the half. Alcor leaves 27 to nothing. And uh, the Alcoa defensive line celebrating there, uh, and they've really gotten stingy uh, the last, five or six possessions the Tigers have had. Well, and uh, certainly a, a defensive line, Marty, that no one really wants to face is you've got Solomon Tyson, you've got Greg Carroll, uh, Braxton Bauman, Zane Bonham, Luke Summerall. I mean, just so many talented athletes on this defensive side of the football for Alcoa. Indeed, and they're going to be a keeper. He tried to do a naked bootleg to the quarterback, Schultz, 
and he's got nothing as he's pulled down by Bauman and a few other tornadoes back at the 22-yard line. So it'll be third down and long again. Looks to be about third and 11 or 12, and that may be – they're going to snap it one more time uh, as it's 21 on the – 20 on the game clock, about 23. There's about a three- or four-second differential between the game uh, clock and the play clock. And the Tigers not in any hurry <clears throat> to get one off. And it is a quarterback, Schultz under center, motion. And they're going to give to the back just right up the middle. And there's a penalty. may have been a face mask as uh, number 22 by the Tigers was beheaded. That's Brady Maples. And we'll see what the call is going to be. I think it will go against the Tornadoes for a face mask. Well, Tyson on that play, too, Marty, hurt his leg, kind of hobbling for a few minutes there. He's going to stay out there, but certainly don't want another injury tonight. As we've already seen a few, Ronald Jackson going out um, earlier today. He's no longer going to be playing tonight. Camden Burden getting hurt. Um, Burden um, looked like had his leg taped up. And uh, now uh, Tyson hobbling just a little bit, but luckily I think he's going to be all right. Yeah, Camden Burden is favoring his ankle. That was a personal foul face mask by the Tornadoes, and that moves the ball out to the 40-yard line. That'll be a Dwight Price or be a first down. We don't call the Dwight Price when it's the opposing team getting the first down. But nevertheless, uh, the ball is out to the 40 now, the Tigers, with no time on the clock. This will be another untimed down. Schultz under center, off-balance line to the right, split backs, in motion, they'll give the ball to number seven. That will do it. That's Effler, and if he keeps his head up and is able to make that guy miss, he, he could have taken that one to the house. Yeah, Alcoa looks like to, to let off the gas just a little bit there, and uh, a nice run by Effler, but kind of had his head down, his momentum going forward as he started to kind of fall and tip over. But, yeah, you're right, Marty. If he would have kept his balance of, about him, he might have been able to take that to the end zone. But that will do it for the first half. Um, again, the missed extra point as the defensive player got into the backfield and blocked it, so it's only a 27-0 to lead rather than a 28-0 to lead. So that next touchdown now a little bit different. If, if they would have been able to score again in a minute, it could have potentially been 35-0, to which starts the mercy roll instead. Might take just a little bit longer. But at the half, your score, Alcoa 27, Pigeon Fork 0. We're going to take a three-minute break, and when we come back, the halftime show here on the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back right after this. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. 
Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey, Treasurer, Halftime Show. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel, bringing you this halftime show here on the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And now, Scott, Alcoa leads Pigeon Forge 27-0, to a half that was dominated by the Tornadoes. A lot of clock taken off as well as they really had some time of possession taken away really led in that category as we'll get to that in just a moment as you've got the statistical breakdown from the first half. All right, Heath, and thank you very much. Yeah, let's look, take a look at Pigeon Forge here tonight. So far, 18 rushing attempts, 32 yards. 
two passing attempts, one completion for seven yards. So far, Pigeon Forge tonight has had 20 plays from scrimmage, 37 total offense, as well as Alcoa, you know, continues to uh, dominate this game. Mason Schultz, two, uh, one of two for seven yards, and he is, again, the only quarterback played so far for Pigeon Forge. Mason also two carries for three yards. Bryce Effler, eight carries for five yards. Caleb Hughes, one for six. Hayden Howard, six carries for 16 yards. Noah Dyer, one for two yards. So far for the Tigers of Pigeon Forge. Looking at Alcoa tonight, 22 rushing attempts, 122 total yards. 8 of 12 in passing, 176 yards, 34 plays from scrimmage, 298 total yards, three rushing touchdowns as well, and one passing touchdown for Alcoa. Zach Lunsford, nine of, or 7 of 9, 440 yards. Camden Burden, 1 of 3, 436 yards for the Tornadoes. Let me look here. My apologies. A uh, little bit different setup for me tonight, so having to adjust. Zach Lunsford, one carry, negative two. Isaiah Cox, two carries, 13 yards. Ahmad Sankey, seven carries, 34 yards. Kemden Burden, five carries, 44 yards. Also, Sankey has two touchdowns, uh, two catches for 32 yards as well. Ronald Jackson, one catch for 30 yards. Braden Anderson, one rush for one yard and two catches for 88 yards. Also, has the Alcoa touchdown tonight as well. Diddy Salter, two carries, three yards. Elijah Cannon, four carries, and 29 yards for Alcoa. And I was looking again, yeah, Burden also has the touchdown for Alcoa. So, scoring first quarter, 14 points for Alcoa, none for Pigeon Forge. Uh, Goose egg again for Pigeon Forge in the second quarter, 13 points for Alcoa. Gets us to 27-0 here at the half. Also, just to mention, Alcoa has two fumbles, one loss, six penalties for 45 yards, and 15 first downs. And, Scott, repeat for me one more time. Alcoa, I believe you said, what, over 200 and something yards of total offense in the first half? 298. And Pigeon Forge says how many? Very little. That's probably the best way to describe it that anyone could at this 30, point. 39 total yards, 32 rushing. So 39 total yards for, for Pigeon Forge, almost 300 for Alcoa. As Alcoa has had a dominant night tonight. Uh, you get a different perspective each and every week as you really dive into the statistical side of things. Um, what are your thoughts so far from the first half, and who's really stood out to you? Um, actually, I'd kind of give it a little bit to Braden Anderson. He's really shown today, you know, and just really made some moves. Also, Sankey, he has played really well, I think, tonight. Uh, had a few rushing issues just because they were keying on him early. But here late in the second half, he was able to get some stuff together, get some good yardage so far for tonight. So, overall, offensively, those two players are the ones that stand out the most. Soon. Well, and Scott, when you think about it, you know, uh, Sankey, uh, a few mishaps last week he would have liked to have had back. But he's a young man who always tends to bounce back really well. Very talented athlete. Uh, committed this offseason to uh, Missouri uh, East. Uh, I think it's Southeastern Missouri State. I, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to get that wrong. So I'm going to 
go back to the documentation real quick that I've written down for him. So Southeast Missouri State, I was close, um, but committed to them this summer because uh, he had a decent amount of offers, and, uh, and we're certainly happy to see him that he's going to be able to have the opportunity to move on to the next level. And then you've got Brayden Anderson, a kid that transferred from Maryville last season, um, had a pretty good year last year. But, Scott, one of the things I was telling Marty from the statistics that I have that you keep up for us every single week is with his uh, totals tonight, Braden Anderson has now eclipsed his totals from last season. Last year, Braden Anderson had 13 receptions, 204 yards, 15.7-yard average, and two touchdowns. He had 12 receptions coming into this game. He's now gotten to that. He had 191 yards coming into this game. He's now gone over that. Uh, 15.9-yard average, he probably certainly increased that with his totals tonight in the big run. And he's got three touchdowns this season. Last year, only two. He's starting to really show out more and more at this senior season. Um, and then Zach Lunsert uh, having a nice bounce-back game against the Tigers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, really rough game last week with Maryville, hard-fought game. Again, as we talked about before, the tale of two halves. Alcoa dominated the first half of Maryville last week, and Maryville got the momentum in the second half, and Alcoa just could not stop it. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, a close game, 14-9 to nine is still a good game. Um, this game here, yeah, and I kind of mentioned it, you know, with you and Trevor both on the car ride here. I really hate to be the team that plays Alcoa after Maryville. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, Alcoa will shake off a little bit of rust and disappointment from that, but then they're going to start to be Alcoa again and just let you know it. Yeah, probably exact a little bit of revenge that uh, maybe Pigeon Force didn't deserve, but Alcoa is still going to take it out on them after what happened last week in a heartbreaking fashion for all of us that are Tornadoes fans. Um, but uh, a good bounce-back game so far, 27-0. to Got to put four quarters together, though, so we'll see what they do here in the second half. I imagine it'll be much of the same as from what we've seen so far. But, yeah, a really good night so far for, for the Tornadoes. Lunsford came in for Burden, has done really well, and uh, I think we'll see a lot more of him in the second half. I have a feeling Burden's night is over as they want to keep all their players healthy and make sure they have them for the rest of the season. But, Scott, we're going to take a three-minute break. When we come back here on the Bob Ramsey uh, halftime show, we're going to bring in with us Trevor Dunkel. I'm going to turn the headset over. Trevor's going to get with you to talk about the Denzo scoreboard updates and scores from around the area as we discuss those before we close out the first half. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel. We'll be back in a few minutes. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. 
It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Welcome back to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, halftime show. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Trevor Dunkel now. Scott Dunkel had to step away as, uh, you know, Trevor, kind of different conditions for us tonight. Um, usually when we're at home, we got a nice comfy press box to go to. Um, here at Pigeon Forts, they do have one, just not enough room for the whole show, right? And so we had to kind of sh- spread the love with the different entourages that come here for Alcoa. And so we're, we're always happy to do that. And so we kept Scott in the booth to keep him nice and safe and that computer safe because we can't lose our stats. And uh, we set up kind of off to the side here in the stands. So uh, we've really got like a nice live crowd right here with us that's uh, being able to tune in and enjoy the – they don't even have to get the radios out. They're able to enjoy the <laughs> broadcast right here with us. But we sent Scott back to the booth to be able to prep and get his computer set back up for the second half. So uh, Trevor and I will take it away from here. And, Trevor, you've got the – uh, Trevor's Tornado Trivia to start off with. Why don't you go ahead and take it away with that? Thank you, Heath. Um, and as we've done week uh, week after week, we've got the Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Uh, whoever can answer correctly on either Twitter or Facebook uh, will win a Windy City Grill gift card worth $10. So this week's question of the week is, Alcoa and Pigeon Forge have played each other in the regular season the last three years. Alcoa owns the Series 3-0, where Pigeon Forge has not scored a single point during this period. Which year did Alcoa win by the highest margin? Trevor, what's that answer? Well, I can't say uh, that. Man, I was trying to win a gift card. All right. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we'll see who can answer that one first. It's been, now been posted on Facebook and on Twitter. And again, each and every week, if you're not able to tune into the broadcast and you want to know how the game is going, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at 2 Hype Sports. Again, 2 Hype Sports. That's T-O-O Hype Sports and follow us. We'd certainly love to have you and we always appreciate the fans that do follow us each and every week. But Trevor, before the players get back out here, turn it over to you to the Denzo scoreboard update. Thank you, Heath. Um, And 
So Bearden trying to bounce back from their loss to Bradley Central last week as they host the Maryville Rebels. Um, Beard is looking for the first win of the season as they've lost two games and had some issues with COVID as well. Um, that game is actually close. Maryville leading 7-0 to zero at the half. Um, so uh, Bearden giving them a little bit of struggle, but I think they'll do uh, what they did to Cleveland a couple of weeks ago and break it open in the second half. Um, and then uh, Cleveland traveling to Heritage tonight. That game is also close right now um, from the information that I was given, Heritage was able to stop Cleveland at the goal line earlier, but Cleveland's still winning at the half, 14-7. to seven. And then Gatlinburg, uh, or not Gatlinburg, I apologize, Greenback has had a, uh, had a great year last year getting all the way to the state championship. How, however, this year has been quite the opposite um, as they are currently 1-3 in that only win that they have is due to COVID. So they haven't really won an actual game this year. Um, and neither has Oliver Springs as Oliver Springs is zero and four so far. Oliver Springs leading that game seven to zero at the half. And then Central was supposed to travel to Seymour tonight. However, um, there was an issue with uh, COVID at Seymour. So Central will actually play Powell as Powell's game against Clinton was canceled tonight as well due to COVID. So Powell and Central will play tomorrow. Both teams 4-0 and so far in the season, so that will definitely be a great game to watch. And then McMinn County traveling to William Blunt. So that game is not even close. It's one of the only games that's not at half so far. McMinn County leading 49-17 to in the second quarter. And a couple of others real quick before the game starts, or the second half starts. Greenville leading Austin East 35-0 to zero at the half. Kingston leading Northview 20-0. to zero. Gatlinburg-Pittman leading Scott 27-7, to seven, both at the half. Um, and both Kingston and Gatlinburg-Pittman trying to win tonight to stay in second place behind Alcoa as both teams are 1-0 in the region. But I'll give it back over to you, Heath. Well, thanks, Trevor. We appreciate it. Those were your Denzo scoreboard updates. As we wrap up here the halftime show, and I will get ready here in just a moment to hand the headset back over to Marty Millsap. We're going to get everything taken care of as Marty and I will bring you the second half. Alcoa getting ready to kick things off to Pigeon Forge. Back to receive for the Tigers is number four. That is Asari, Al-Sutani, and also number three, Noah Dyer. Uh, back to kick for Alcoa will be Jet Foley. Jet Foley replacing a very talented Zeke Rankin from last season. Zeke Rankin, the coach of uh, the son of head coach Gary Rankin, um, went on to play is now at MTSU. We certainly wish him the best of luck. But Jeff Foley's got a nice leg, and we'll certainly continue to see more of him throughout this season. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get the headset turned over to Marty Millsaps as he puts his on, and we'll get ready to kick things off here in the third quarter. As Marty, Jeff Foley with the kick, and Pigeon Forge back to receive. And in doing so, it will be number four. And he's got a he's got a gap. He's he's going to bring it back, if not for a great open field tackle by number eighty one of the tornadoes. Yeah, Marty, that is Seth Green. Seth Green, the five eleven, hundred and seventy pound defensive back, a senior on the kickoff team, able to make that tackle, and luckily he did to preserve Alcoa's. Um, 27-0 lead as they haven't allowed a point yet to Pigeon Forge and they have yet to allow a point this season to the region. And that was Hassan Al-Sutani. And we uh, was just 
speaking with Adrian at halftime about that. Alcoa now has gone in the regular season 30 straight quarters without giving up a touchdown wow. or a point. And now the Tigers have the ball at their own 43, and they try to go off tackle to the right, and it's going to be number seven, Epler, not having a lot of running room, and he'll actually lose a yard on the play. And a, and a quick, <clears throat> the reason I was late getting back to the microphone, I was talking to uh, uh, Zane Bonham's mother, Laura, who come up here to say hello, and I'd like to give a shout-out to her. She, if you ever have a chance to meet her, she's one of the sweetest people you'll ever talk to. She is just so nice. I've known her for a long time, and uh, since high school, my brother went to the prom with her, uh, you know, a few years ago. <laughs> but uh, regardless, 11-16 left, and the ball gets handed off right up the middle. I believe that's number 34. That's Howard again. And he'll move it upfield to about the 45, and it'll set up third down now and about eight. Yeah, Marty, I actually had the chance, too, to talk to Zane Bonham Vance before the game for a few minutes. But she was telling me how with um, uh, Major being out of the game over the next few games that yep. Zane has moved positions on defense for now to help make up for that. And I was telling her, hey, you've got a young man out there in Zane, insane in the membrane Bonham, who <laughs> can really do it all. And uh, certainly I think anywhere they put him on the field, he's going to be successful. Now that's what she was telling me, too, that he's kind of moved into Major Harris's role uh, until he gets on the mend, and we hope that's soon. And the pass is thrown out quickly to number one, and that is Bryson King making the reception, his second on the evening. That'll go for eight yards. He's got about 15 yards receiving tonight, and with 10-15 left to go, that's decision time now for the Tigers. And let's see, I think they're going to they're going to go for it. It's going to be fourth and one from the Alcoa 48-yard line, and the quarterback now, Schultz, back in the huddle with the play. What do you got, What do you have to lose, Marty? I would just give, give it to number 34 right up the middle, see what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. And they go, and it's gonna, they're going to try to go off tackle. They'll pick up the first down. That is number eight now. I think, think that's Caleb Hughes, and that's his first run of the evening. And he'll pick up the first down at the Alcor 45-yard line. This this pitch of four teams, I'll just go ahead and say they're not great, but they're a whole lot better than they were last year and the year before. And Marty, uh, no longer dressed out for the rest of this ball game as Camden Burden on the sidelines as he had hurt his ankle earlier in the ball game, uh, playing quarterback tonight as well as playing on the defensive side of the ball after uh, after last week. But uh, coming down with an ankle injury, we weren't sure if we were going to see him now for sure. He's not coming back in this ballgame. <clears throat> he may have a few weeks off, depending on what kind of ankle injury it is. If it's one of those high ankle injuries, you know those usually take a few weeks, if not months, to get over. The give now goes to Aiden Howard, and he will be lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's where they're going to mark his forward progress at the 45-yard line. It'll be second down and 10, with now 8.50 left to go in the third quarter. Alcoa leads. 27 to nothing on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville game of the week. Murray, first person to get in the backfield and make that tackle and wrap him up to allow Sutter and Carroll to come assist, Zane Bonham. Uh, talk about them, they make plays, and, <laughs> and, and I am. I'm a huge fan of his mother's. She is super people. His dad's a great guy, Does a, has done a lot with kids in the area since his retirement from the NFL. And it is, oh, my gosh. Greg Carroll almost took the handoff from the quarterback that time. 
He did get to exchange off to number 34. That is Howard. And Howard will go forward for about three, maybe four yards. And that'll be it. But I'll set up a third down and long six, short seven, whichever you prefer with 7.55 left to go in the third. <clears throat> Once again, this is where the wing T offense, this is not their specialty. Well, Marty, if uh, Carroll had received the handoff, does he get the offensive carry? Uh, good question. I don't I don't think so. But regardless, there is the give once again. A great Carroll all over it one more time, and that'll be a loss of three or four yards. That'll set up fourth down and ten now from the 45. If Pigeon Forge is nothing else right there, Heath, they were able to, you know, extinguish another minute and a half or so off the clock uh, to keep it out of the hands of the Tornadoes. And they will send, uh, once again, they'll not have Cox back there. It'll be number 26. That is Isaiah Bryant back for the punt return. He gets well, he gets to it and catches it. And we'll get to the corner, and he'll turn it upfield. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, go, 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 go. 50. He's going to take it to the house. He's in a return of 84 yards on the punt. And, Heath, I think you called that earlier. Marty, this is what happens when you return the punts and you're Alcoa. Alcoa's special team typically always does a really good job of helping their punt returner. Usually builds the wall. We talk about it all the time. And we've had trouble all season letting that ball drop and go past us. This time they get another guy in, Isaiah Bryant. And what does he do? He takes it for six. That's awesome. Love to see it. And so glad they made the move. And that was an 84-yard punt return. And now it is 33 to nothing pending the PAT. And is Alcoa going for two? Uh, yeah, it looks like they've got the offense out there, and they're going to take a timeout. Um, and that will be the first of the second half. We'll take a timeout with them. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more third-quarter action from the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Alcoa leads 33 nothing. Back after this. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. While we were away, Alcoa attempted the two-point conversion and the Tigers jumped. So instead of attempting it from the three-yard line, now the Tornadoes will have it from the one, and they're going to send Lunchford under center. Stack eye, it will be Gray, Summerall, and dotting the eye will be Sankey. 
who will get the give, and he will go into the black rectangle and add the two-point conversion. And at the 6.46 mark of the third quarter, we will be under mercy rule. <laughs> 35 nothing. Alcoa now with 6.46 left to go in the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. Thank you for joining us after the Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. And uh, he's <clears throat> working on some kinks tonight. I think they worked themselves out of them. Uh, let me ask you a question now. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Camden Burden, out of the game with an ankle injury. Yeah. Mistake to start him tonight? I mean, in my opinion, yes. But, uh, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased only for the fact of Marty. I really like what I see in Zach Longford. I think that young man is very talented, only a sophomore. I mean, you and I go back for a while covering Alcoa. And we've seen a lot of really good quarterbacks that are good at different things, right? But when we think about this young man, I don't know if we've seen a sophomore quarterback with the type of poise that this kid has. And I think it's something really special. I think it's something we noticed as, a, as in his freshman year. And I think we talked about it a lot, right? And I, I think that it's something that I want to see them continue to grow and develop. You're going to see some growing pains, and we've seen that early in the season. There's been some mistakes and things that he has learned. But you know what? He's got the luxury of having such a talented roster around him that can certainly help with that growth period and maturation and have some people be able to rotate in and out when needed. So I, I, I think it was for that reason, Marty, but also for the reason of the fact that Camden Burton's such an integral part of your defense. And uh, you really don't want to lose that young man. He's a, he's a, he's a safety that is a hard-hitting safety that can get to the football quickly. And uh, you, you don't want to lose him on that side of the ball, especially as um, you know, once we get past all these teams early in the season, we start getting towards the playoffs. We need him for that run as Alcoa looks to get another state championship added, the 19th for the program. And uh, so we certainly hope that he's able to come back soon. But uh, I, pro- I probably personally wouldn't have started him tonight at quarterback. Good explanation. The return on the kick was back to the 37, first and 10, and a pretty good hole that time. Was that number seven on the carry? Epler, yep. and he's out to the 45-yard line, 5.45 left to go in the game. The clock will run nonstop now, and uh, the Hassan Al-Zutani was the uh, back that they snuck up close to handle the pooch kick by the Tornadoes. He did so and returned it upfield and got the Tigers into decent field position. Now they have a second down and four at the 45-yard line on their side of the field. As they come to the line of scrimmage, wing T offense, minus one of the wings, and it's going to be a quick throw, and out to number two, that is Hussan Al-Sutani, Hussein Al-Sutani. There's a Hassan and a Hussein. I'm going to guess they're probably brothers. <laughs> I would say you're probably right. As a two talented athletes helping the Tigers tonight as they get a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, Across the 50-yard line, 48 yards away from the end zone. Can Pigeon Forge break Alcoa's streak of not allowing a single point to region over the past two years? In the regular season, Alcoa has gone 30 quarters without giving up a point to a region opponent. And the Tigers have it first and 10 at the Alcoa 48. The give will be on a cross buck to, that will be Effler. Effler down to the Alcoa 45. 
And that'll be a pickup of three on first down to make it second down and seven with 4.13 left to go. In the third, 35 nothing Alcoa. Well, Marty, one of the things you're seeing here, too, as the gap starts to open up a little bit wider is some of the starters start to go to the sidelines for Alcoa. I just see Greg Carroll and some of the others um, over here, Zane Bonham as well on the sideline. Yeah, you don't want to get anybody else hurt tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a give up the middle to number 34. He's done his fair share of work this evening. That is Aiden Howard. And it looks like he'll have enough yardage or be very close. He does. He picks up a first down. That'll move the chains. The ball at the Alcoa, just inside the Alcoa 38-yard line. 3.30 left to go in the third quarter. Marty, uh, for the first time tonight, or at least that I've seen, Jordan Harris enters the ballgame. Hmm, that's interesting. You wonder if maybe it was whether it was an academic or maybe some other type of issue that kept him out of the first half. Um, but we are certainly glad to see him on the field. He's someone Alcoa used a lot early in the season to rotate in and out with Sankey at the running back position. Um, they started to use Cannon more, but certainly surprising to see Jordan Harris not be in the game so far. I got a thought on that. To give up the middle is going to be to number 34. That is Howard once again, and he will not get back to the line of scrimmage. He'll be buried for a loss. And after a game like they had last week, you're probably going to have some players that you have to get their attention. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe some people did some stuff that wasn't exactly the way Coach Rankin wanted. So you, you give them a wake-up call, mm-hmm. and it might have been for, di- for, for disciplinary reasons. I don't know. Uh, I'm just guessing at that point because I don't want to say the young man did anything he wasn't supposed to do. But in situations like last week, you've got to get them over that, and you've got to give them a wake-up call. And, and who knows? But regardless right now, it is second down and long, and after this play, it'll be third down and long. It's once again Aiden Howard. He's going to have a few extra bruises tomorrow. Loses another yard on the carry as the ball goes back now to the 40-yard line. Uh, they are in Alcoa territory with two minutes left to go in the third quarter, but they're going in reverse. Well, Marty, you want to know why that offense all of a sudden started to stall? It's because of Greg Carroll, Darren Sutter, Zane Bonham uh, started to get back into the ball game. As they were moving down the field successfully, Alcoa decided, you know what, we're going to end this and they get their, their starters back in. They're still in on this down with 140 left to go. And we'll get to some shout-outs momentarily. Back pass, and it is thrown. It's Good throw. To Hussein, who breaks a tackle, and Heath, I think he's going to pick up a first down. Uh, does the brother of Hussein, this is Hussein Al-Satani, and he will move the chains as he catches the pass, breaks a tackle, and gets out and down to the Alcoa 26-yard line. And Coach Nick's over there to have a little chat with the corner who blew the tackle and the coverage on the play. Minute five, four, three left to go in the third quarter. Three-nothing, or three-nothing, 35-nothing Alcoa. First and ten, however, four pigeon forwards on the Alcoa 26-yard line. And it's Schultz under center, wing tee offense with two receivers to the right. And just a dive right up the middle once again to Howard. He'll go for maybe a yard before he's tripped up, and it'll be second and nine. Marty, we're probably going to get to the end of the third quarter here in a moment. Maybe one more play out of the Tigers before this thing heads to the final quarter of play. Alcoa leads 35-0, to zero, um, but Pigeon Forge, it looks like getting a play from the sidelines is number four for Pigeon Forge. That is Hassan Al-Sutani. 
coming back to give the play to Mason Schultz. And uh, that clock continues to wind down as it looks like there's 10 uh, seconds left on the shot clock over there. There's about nine left on the play clock. And uh, they hurry back up to the line. They're going to get one more play in here in the third quarter. And they get the step off. It will be blown up, and it will go backwards. That is, is Hassan Altasani, and he will lose about four yards on the carry. It'll set up a third down and long when we resume play in the fourth quarter. Alcoa now, Heath, has gone 31 straight quarters without giving up a point defensively in regular season region play. Yeah, extremely impressive, Marty, as they have still not allowed a region to score, as you mentioned, last season and yet this season so far. And a big hit that time by Gray, make them pay Carroll. Makes the tackle in the backfield, and Pigeon Forge is going to have a way to go to try to still find their way into the end zone and see if they can be the first ones to score some points here on the Tornadoes. We'll find out when we resume playing the fourth quarter. We're going to take, take a 30-second break, and we'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after this. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. back and it is third down and long for the Tigers. They're going to give the pitch out to number eight. That is his second carry of the quarter or the second half as he will lose yardage as well. He'll lose at least a yard. That is Caleb Hughes and it's going to be fourth down and long. Now he'll lose more than a yard. He loses yardage all the way back to the 34 yard line so he loses about six. And that's going to set up a fourth down and about 19. And I'm uh, sorry about that. We had some, some uh, visitors in the booth that we were conversing with and trying to get some information to. So it's 11.20 now left to go in the ballgame. Alcor still leads 35 to nothing. And it looks like a new quarterback in the game now. They're going to leave Hughes and know it's, it's actually short still in there. He pump fake. As a receiver down there, and it's going to be oh, picked off. Picked off. Should have been batted down, but if you get a chance for interception, especially in a game that's not close, you got to come down with it. And that was number. That was, I believe, Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. Caught it. That kid just has a nose for the football. He is an incredible athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brady Anderson goes up at the highest point, comes down with the INT, and Alcoa now back on offense. We've got 10:39 and ticking here off the clock here in the fourth quarter. Alcoa leads 35 to 0 at the helm at quarterback Zach Lunsford comes back out for this offense to bring it to him. We've got some other substitutions of some younger players in the ball game right now. Um, we saw him starting but he's back out there Elijah Cannon at running back and behind him Marty Jordan Harris back out there. You know, Dunning, he's done the eyes. Lunsford goes under center, two tight ends. Lunsford loses oh. the ball. 
and it is going to be fallen on by the Tigers. And it looks like the center was just blown up, and, and Lunsford, I don't know if he pulled out too quick, uh, but regardless, it was uh, it was fumbled, and now the Tigers of Pigeon Forge are in business inside of the red zone of the Tornadoes at the 17-16 yard line. And just another bad exchange there, Heath, and that'll be worked on next week. That's that's nothing to be too worried about right now, especially in the 35 to nothing game. But uh, that's just part of a, a you know the maturation process between the center and the quarterback that they will work on. 35 nothing Alcoa, and the Tigers in deep into Alcoa territory now after the fumble. And the give is to number 34. That is Aiden Howard. And he's pulled down for roughly maybe about a yard on the play. It'll be second down and nine with nine minutes left to go in the game. Once again, Alcoa 35 to nothing over the Tigers of Pigeon Forge. And now 31 quarters under their belt the last two seasons. Maybe more than that if we go back to the season before. But I know starting from last year, Alcoa has not given up a point of region play. In, or a point of play in region play mm-hmm. to their opponents in the regular season. Yeah, that's certainly be an interesting stat to look up. I'll have to find that for us for next game. And the give is going to be a cross buck. It's going to go to number seven. That's Effler. Effler will have the ball inside the 15 down to the 14, and that'll set up about second down. It's going to pick up a couple of yards maybe, maybe one. It'll be second and eight with 8.20 left to go now in the contest. As I said earlier, Alcoa leads 35 to nothing on the Denso scoreboard. <clears throat> Third and eight for the Tigers as the ball is nestled on the Alcoa 14-yard line. And it will be wing T all the way, two tight ends, two wings, one running back. And the quarterback under center in motion. The give is just going to be to uh, that is Howard, and there's going to be a flag down. I don't know what the call will be, but the clock will continue to run at 7:40 and counting. You have to wonder if they're calling a face mask. I mean, it looked like a great tackle. I didn't see it, but Marty, when they have bring a guy down like that, you have to wonder. I didn't see the the, the face mask getting grabbed though. Like, he was trying to twist his leg around. It's what took him that direction. The call will be against the Tornadoes. Mm. <clears throat> and we'll see what it is. Holding yep. face mask against the Tornadoes. That'll be, it was a personal foul, half the distance. So the ball now nestled at the Alcoa eight-yard line. And now first and goal. Or no, it's not first down. It's still third down. Oh, wow. I thought that would be an automatic first down on the personal, personal yeah. foul. Yeah, I thought the same thing, Marty. 6.50 and counting. It's going to be third down and two now for the Tigers. Wing T, give is going to be the number eight in the game. That is Hughes. Hughes tiptoes near the nine, and then he's blasted down by a trio of tornadoes at that point. Looks like he'll lose a yard. And that'll be fourth down now and at least one, if not two. And I don't know how good their kicking game is, do you? I don't see a kicker coming on. They've not had a chance for an extra point tonight. So, yeah, 
looks like their kicker is Angel Melendez, but we haven't got to see the leg on him tonight. Marty, it actually looks like they're going for him. On hell is the way. On hell. On hell, Melendez. And the ball was at the nine. They've got to go to about the six for a first down. It's going to be fourth down and a long two. And Pigeon Forge is going to take a timeout to think about it. We're going to take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout as well. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more fourth quarter action with six minutes left to go and the Tornadoes leading 35 to nothing. When we get back, you're listening to the Twin Cities Certified Marable Game of the Week. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. I don't think you got it. All right. We're back at Pigeon Forge, and on fourth and two, the Tigers decide to go. And the give is to the man that's had a lot of carries tonight. That's number 34. That is Howard. And they're going to say he picked up the amount of yards needed for a first down heat. And I thought he was short, but evidently not, as it will be first down and goal for the Tigers of Pigeon Forge with five and a half minutes left to go. They trail 35 nothing in the wing T formation again. In motion comes seven. He'll get the ball, and he'll get taken down for a loss. That's Summerall on the tackle. That'll lose yardage down past the 10 to about the 11, and that'll cost him five yards. It'll be first and goal now from the 11-yard line. Nice job by Summerall getting into the backfield quickly and bringing the running back down to the turf. So moving him in the wrong direction as the, as the Tigers go backwards. And we've got 4.57 in counting here off the clock here in the fourth quarter. Alcoa leading 35-0. to zero. Pigeon Forge trying to see if late in this ball game they can get some points on the board. And they come to the line of scrimmage. Same formation, two tight ends, two wings, one back. And the back is Howard. And it's a give. It's going to be a pass now and rolling out and getting rid of the ball. Intercepted, intercepted. It is picked. It is picked on the far sideline. And this will go as an out for a touchdown. To Jordan Harris with the interception, Marty. He just picked that ball out of nowhere. That was a bullet thrown at him. He catches it out of the fray. He comes like a locomotive. And he he looked like he was shot out of a cannon and had smoke tracks coming from him. I'm tongue-tied. That was a heck of a play by the man that didn't play in the first half, Jordan Harris, and he goes into the black rectangle for another touchdown for the Tornadoes at 41 to nothing. Please run the clock. It is mercy rule, as Alcoa will attempt now the PAT. 
Marty, we talked about not seeing him in the first half, and he has certainly made his presence felt here in the second half. As that time, Air Jordan Harris gets the interception and takes it to the house as Alcoa extends their lead. And here on the extra point, before they can get things going, it looks like it may have been an offside on the defense, and that'll be a penalty. Yeah, it's going to be an encroachment, and it'll cost them two yards. You wonder if it's the same same thing we saw earlier, Marty. It's 57, tried to um, – er, earlier he kind of read and came, took a running start, was able to get into the backfield and break the extra point up. You wonder if they were trying to do the same thing there and jump too early, and Alcoa was ready for it. They were ready for it. They changed the cadence, and it was smart coaching, too, on – Rankin and special teams part, Carlos Lopez. And um, it will now be an extra point attempted from the eight. So the snap is set, kick up, the kick doing. And just like that, we're up to a 42 to nothing lead. We're going to take another Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the kick after this. Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. at Pigeon Forge High School, the home of the Tigers, where the Tornadoes lead 42 to nothing and just recently thwarted a scoring opportunity by the Tigers that could possibly extend, since the first of last season, their scoreless streak to 32 straight quarters. And uh, the clock will start on the kick or the touch and we are in mercy rule. Kick high, end over end will be filtered by Hassan Al-Sutani. He finds a crease again, and he's off to the races, he And brought down by the kicker, Jed Foley, with the open field tackle. And the kid broke down and looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, Turbo Jed Foley coming up with a big-time <laughs> tackle there, preventing him from getting... Six points on the board for Pigeon Forge. And now at the 47-yard line is where the Tigers will take over. And uh, a good uh, kicker right there saving the day for the Tornadoes. Not necessarily in jeopardy of losing the game, but they're almost gooched them. <laughs> almost gooched them into giving up that, that scoring streak. We better quit talking about it. 325, <laughs> I know. 325. <laughs> And Pigeon Forge with the ball, the Alcor 47. The give is to number seven. That's Epler. And he may get back to the line of scrimmage and then push backwards by a host of substitutes for the Tornado. Yeah, first there to meet him was uh, Caden Bogan. Caden Bogan, a 5'9", 195-pound freshman defensive lineman. Really good tackle there by Bogan. And uh, second and ten for the Tigers. It is the Tigers to the line of scrimmage. 
2.50 remaining. They trail 42 to nothing on the Twin Cities Certified Maryville Game of the Week. Turn, they'll give the ball to Hassan Al-Sutani, and Al-Sutani gets it inside the 47, just inside the 47. We're going to say third and 10 still, and this Alcoa defense still fighting as they will give him forward progress to the 46. He did pick up a yard with 2.20 left to go. 42 nothing Alcoa. Nate, anything really grabbed your attention tonight other than some injuries early on or anything that's really stood out? Uh, I really like to play uh, Marty of Braden Anderson. I think he's had a really good night at the wide receiver position. Also with the interception, he was able to make for this tornado defense. Um, but I would think the second thing that stood out to me tonight um, was the, the comeback of uh, Zach Lunsford tonight, being able to bounce back after a tough game against Maryville. Uh, had an impressive game tonight, and, and, and you know, uh, a tough one. Marty Tice, his, his, his number wasn't called on first tonight, right? right? He had to come and clean up duty, but when he did, he, uh, he remained poised. He was able to come in and do what he needed to do, get the job done, and ultimately lead Alcoa to what uh, – more than likely should be unless we get more points on the board, a 42-0 victory. Indeed, and uh, that's good. And, and, and the kid has never hung his head, never had a bad attitude. And, and he's, they're, they're, if you want to say that the coach staff's making him do it, they're making him earn it, and he's learning a lot from it. And he's doing great doing it. And, Marty, um, as we uh, watch the play here on uh, fourth down by the Tigers, continue to talk about this. Looks like they're going to get the first down, but uh, I think you know one other thing I want to mention that stood out to me tonight, too, and we talked about this young man earlier, but uh, Zane Bonham. Zane Bonham being able to fill the role of Major Newman with Major being out, a big-time loss for this Tornado team. Hopefully have him back in the next few weeks. Um, Bonham, a talented player on the defense, but they kind of had to move him around to a different position to kind of adjust until Major's back, and uh, Bonham did well in the new position at linebacker. He did indeed. He's really stepped up his game, and he's been a player that we've watched since he was a freshman who got some playing time then, got a lot of playing time last year as a sophomore, and a big run by Effler of the Tigers as he's down inside the Alcoa 20 down to the 19. Uh, However, they're going to have to hurry up. They do have a timeout, but there's 20 seconds left, and, uh, you know, I don't know if they call a timeout here. They just say, guys, we played good. Uh, let's just get off the field with it, no injuries and live to play another day. They will hu- hurry to the line of scrimmage. This will be the last play of the game, and it will be a give to Effler once again, and they miss a tackle, but he's unable to keep his feet. He will be down and tackled at the 14 as the horn sounds, and with no time left on the clock, that makes it a final, and it is Alcoa 42 and the Tigers of Pigeon Forge Zero, you've been listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And once again, Heath, another shutout for this Alcoa defense in region play. Yeah, continuing their dominance from last season is now their three regional opponents they've played this year so far and have still yet to allow a point to a regional opponent. So a nice job by Alcoa as they wrap up this ball game 42-0. And, uh, Marty, um, now time to move into the post-game show. And it will be the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 post-game show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer. And uh, 
to you guys. Y'all have a good weekend. And once again, Heath, just a, another dominating effort by the Tornadoes. We'll have uh, your father joining you on the call momentarily. The real Mr. Dunkel, as he gets his computer ready to bring over to our, uh, we'll call this the bullpen. <laughs> well, and Marty, we, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't like it in the winter time, but mm-hmm. I would say, uh, you know, in the, the nice summer and a little bit of the fall season, this isn't a bad setup, you know, kind of being over here and, and what, like you said, what you call a little bit of the bullpen. Kind of nice to be close to the crowd, be able to interact with some of the fans that get to listen to us each and every week. And uh, we certainly appreciate their love and support. And uh, so nice to interact with them tonight. I really enjoyed it. And also just a little heads up that uh, Netflix has made uh, uh, themselves known to the Alcor radio crew. They interviewed us a little bit tonight. They uh, videoed us during the game, the pregame, and uh, some during the third quarter. And uh, we may even be on that series. We've locked ourselves into another another position, I guess. You, <laughs> you work hard and, and, you know, good things happen. But uh, regardless, Heath, nothing, nothing else. We just enjoy doing uh, football and the play call for the Alcoa Tornadoes each and every week right here on WKBL as the real Mr. Dunkel makes his way toward the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, slowly making his way over here. And, yeah, Marty, as you mentioned, we have we have been very blessed to be able to be a part of this Alcoa community and be able to work with the Tornadoes uh, each and every week and each and every season. And, uh, Marty, I think that first starts with Josh Stevens and the great work he yeah. does as the athletic director and allowing us that opportunity. And then uh, certainly get to watch an awesome football staff with Coach Rankin, Coach Nix, and the rest of his crew who not only develop these players as great um, football players, but also great men as uh, Jordan Patrick, who was on the uh, preview on the patio with us last week on Thursday night, talked about as Rankin really tries to develop these as well-rounded young men who can carry the game of football, but then once it's over, be able to just carry on the game of life successfully as well. So we're, we're certainly a part of a, a wonderful community. Yes, we are. Glad to be a part of it. Since 2007, we've been the official voice of the Alcoa Tornadoes. And uh, much love for the community, the high school, and great appreciation for the athletic director, Josh Stevens, letting us work in this capacity. Uh, let's take a timeout. Uh, Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout, and when we come back, we'll have the Bob Ramsey postgame show uh, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer, and the Denzo scoreboard. Back after this. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. 
a conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days. Plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Jordan Harris, 
who uh, finally made an appearance in the ball game late in this ball game tonight and uh, made the most of it as he got the interception and took it back to the house. It's got a, a tough week last week, but a really good night, uh, bounce back win for Alcoa. Oh yeah, definitely. He did something not necessarily pretty, but effective. Got the point back across, and again, the defense uh, let Pigeon Forge again, as you were mentioning, subs in down inside the ten yard line, didn't break, and forced Pigeon Forge to throw an interception, ran back for a touchdown by Harris. Kind of ended that right there for Pigeon Forge. Absolutely. So. Really good job by uh, Alcoa to be able to do that. And uh, in just a minute, I believe we're going to turn it over to Trevor to get the scoreboard updates as we wrap up the post-game show. I believe he's coming into the booth. So, uh, Scott, if you'll hand the headset over to him here in just a minute. Um, A great win for Alcoa tonight. As Trevor's getting ready, I'll let you know Alcoa will be uh, at home next week um, as they will face Chattanooga Tyner. Marty, I believe that. was originally supposed to be on the road, but Alcoa will be at home next week. So that'll be nice. Not have to, not have to travel to Chattanooga. And uh, Marty just mentioned off the headset, uh, that is uh, next week will be homecoming for Alcoa. So that'll be fun as well. So make sure if you're not able to show up, you tune in to us and we can bring that live to you here on 100.9 FM Rocky Top Sports Radio. But Trevor, got the headset on, and I believe our Denzo scoreboard is ready to roll. Thank you, Heath. Uh, yes, it is. So we were talking about earlier the Maryville game was really close going into half. Maryville was only up 7-0 to zero at half. But like I mentioned, they're, they blew this uh, game wide open. It's 28-0 to zero in the fourth quarter. So Maryville going on to get their fourth win of the season and then Bearden getting their third loss of the season. Um, Cleveland traveled to Heritage. Heritage trying to bounce back, just not a good season so far. Uh, one and three. Cleveland two and two, but that game's pretty close right now. Cleveland leading twenty-one to fourteen in the third, so wow. it's still a toss-up as to who will win that game. Closer than I thought, honestly, because Cleveland played a pretty good game on Maryville for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. We we thought it would be a blowout, but Heritage has games sometimes where they they look like they can win. <laughs> um, and then uh, Greenback traveled to Oliver Springs. Greenback, like we talked earlier, they haven't won a game yet, have they? They've a COVID win. A COVID win. Against Sunbright. Um, so, and Oliver Springs hasn't won a game either. So far this year, they're 0-4. Um, so, no luck with COVID on any of their opponents. But um, looks like uh, Oliver Springs may get their first win of the season. Wow. They're leading 21-7 to late in the fourth with about four or five minutes left. Yeah, Greenback looking to still uh, not have a win other than a COVID win this season. And Trevor, that's pretty rough. I mean, Greenback. Uh, been pretty dominant the last two years. I mean, they struggled early in the season last year, too, but then really kind of had a nice bounce back near the end of the year, um, especially having the quarterback Braden Carnes transfer last year was really helpful for them. But I uh, have just lost so much talent off the last two years of their football team, and uh, it's showing right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and hopefully they'll maybe get their first actual win of the season as they uh, play Lenore City at home next week. Both uh-huh. teams just not having good seasons at all. And yeah. talking about Lenore City, they're losing twenty-seven to th- or twenty-seven to zero in the third. Um, so it looks like they'll get their fifth loss of the season. Zero and four, or I'm sorry, zero and five. So yeah, uh, both teams will be going at it. Um, hopefully, Greenback. Well, one of them will get their first actual <laughs> win of the season. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, um, and then talking about COVID, Seymour um, had to for oh. Well, Pretty much forfeit their game tonight mm. due to COVID issues, um, but then so did so did Clinton. So that set up 
a really good game tomorrow of Central and Powell, both teams 4-0. and um, So that'll be a, a really good game to watch and, and see how that turns out because both uh, Powell and Greenback, or I'm sorry, Central were playing teams that were 0-4. So pretty easy games, or should have been. Yeah. So we'll see what happens tomorrow as both teams are undefeated and, and see who gets their first loss of the season there. That'll be a fun game, too, because uh, quarterback Jordan Potts, uh, Powell, he's pretty dynamic. Uh, had a, a Patrick Mahomes-type moment earlier this season that went on max preps and went viral as he was able to make a really nice play, escape several defenders, and throw a touchdown, I believe, helped him defeat. I want to say Anderson County, I think, was the game that they played that he was able to do that. So that should be a pretty pretty fun matchup tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yes, it should be. Um, and McMahon uh, County, Cherokees traveled to William Blunt to take on the Governors tonight. Looks like William Blunt would be getting their third loss of the season as they're losing at half, 56-17. to 17. Um, I was talking to Scott a moment ago, and Mercy Roll, which we see every almost every single week with Alcoa, doesn't take effect until the second half. So that's why that game has taken so long to play is because McMahon County just keeps scoring and the clock isn't running as fast as it normally would in the second half like an Alcoa game. Well, someone might want to tell the governors not to run for office next term. Okay, so moving on. Dad uh, <laughs> joke for the win. <laughs> Loudon hosted Signal Mountain tonight. Loudon looking to get their fourth win of the season as they haven't received a loss so far. And it looks like they'll continue their undefeated season as they're leading in the third, 55-14. to 14. And then some region games tonight. Uh, Austin East hosting Greenville. And Austin East, another team that just can't win this season. And looks like that's well, yeah, they actually couldn't win tonight as well, um, losing 42-0. to And that game is over. And Kingston um, travels to Northview Academy. Kingston and Gatlinburg-Fitman are both second um, behind Alcoa. I think Kingston's undefeated. They may be. Uh, let's see. Um, they, I know they are in the region. Yes, they're, they're 3-0 and so far. Um, after this game, they should be 4-0. But yeah. both Kingston and Gatlinburg-Pittman are 1-0 in region, where Alcoa is now 3-0, so they're trying to stay behind them. Well, and, Trevor, an interesting note, sorry, uh, but just talking about Kingston, um, before Alcoa played Maryville last week, they did the USA Today top 10 for uh, 3A, and Kingston was in the top 10. So Kingston, a, a very talented team, this year, they've they've always given some teams fits, but I, I would say just you know as much as we love the hospitality going to Kingston every year, it's kind of nice to see Kingston do well. And I, I think you and I talked about earlier this year. I thought second place this season would come down to either Kingston or Gallenberg Pittman. Oh yeah, and it, it's starting to really show. Um, so we'll we'll see how those games um, as Alcoa take on those teams here in the next couple of weeks and see uh, what happens there. Uh, but Kingston uh, leading. Northview Academy right now, 41. To, or I apologize, there's actually no update on that. I was looking at the Gallenberg-Pittman game. There's no update on that so far. Uh, Northview Academy actually has a Twitter account. Tried to see if I could find it there. No update since the beginning of the game. So might need to go help them with social media a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but Gallenberg-Pittman leading Scott tonight, 41-7 to in the third quarter. And then on to some... Uh, Local teams in Knox County. Um, last night, Oak Ridge traveled to West to take on the Rebels, and West came away with that win. They're 22-7. Uh, and then Carnes traveled to Fulton. Two teams that just aren't having good seasons so far. Fulton getting their 
first win of the season last week against Austin East. And it looks like they may be getting their second win this season as they're leading Carnes 34-7 to in the third. Um, and then Farragut hosting Morristown West tonight. Morristown West is 2-0 and so far this year, but might be getting their first loss against Farragut as Farragut is leading 38-14 to in the fourth. And then I'm glad Scott's not over here right now because he'd hate to hear this. Gibbs losing to Campbell County right now, 13-21 to in the fourth. However, there's still time left on the clock to see if Gibbs can make a comeback. And then um, the Halls-Carter game tonight was, was canceled as well due to COVID. So three games tonight canceled due to COVID issues. Um, Dobbins Bennett travels to Hardin Valley to take on the Hawks. Dobbins Bennett leading that game 40-0 to in the fourth. And then last but not least, Tyner Academy was supposed to play Marion um, County tonight. Uh, I assume that may have been postponed due to COVID because now it's later in the season. Hmm. So instead, they hosted Georgia Forest Christian, um, who is leading Tyner 19-6 to at the half, and Tyner Academy being the team that we'll, Alcoa will play next week. Yeah, and Dobbins Bennett, and the team Alcoa will play later this season. As for the second straight season in a row, Alcoa plays three 6A opponents. They beat Blackman, they lost to Maryville, and then they'll get one more 6A opponent in Dobbins Bennett on the final game of the regular season, and that will certainly be a good one. And it'll be a fun return for Marty and I and the crew to go back to Dobbins Bennett as we really enjoyed our time there last time. A beautiful stadium, a fantastic press box, and a lot of hospitality. So we're certainly looking forward to going back up there and being able to spend some time at that stadium. But Trevor, thanks so much for the scoreboard update, the Denzo scoreboard update. And we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We always appreciate our listeners. We had a wonderful turnout last week at the Maryville game as we maxed out the streaming services online, meaning over 500 listeners tuning in to our broadcast. We are very grateful and thankful for you all each and every week. And uh, that was certainly impressive and meant a lot to us. And we hope you also were able to tune in tonight and everything came in crystal clear. Thanks to Marty Millsap's phones. Shout out Marty Millsap's um, coming in for the clutch win. But uh, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, it was a pleasure. And until next week when we face Chattanooga Tyner at home, that game, pregame show, 7 o'clock, kickoff 7.30 on the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Until then, I'm Heath Dunkel with Marty Millsap's, Trevor Dunkel, Scott Dunkel, Andy back in the studio, and Adrian Harrell with the assist as well. Until then, Alcoa 42, Pigeon Forge 0. We say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. WKVL 850 AM Maryville. And WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.